Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Halflings, welcome back to another exciting episode of Big Trouble in Little Manus. I am your very neighborhood dungeon master, but not dungeon master, game master, Jeremy Cobb, and I'm joined for this episode by, I'm going to go in order of people on my screen, so we're going to go to Kelly. Ah, that's me. Hello, my name's Kelly. My pronouns are they, them, and I am playing Jamie, whose pronouns are he, him, uh, and is currently just messing up some technology that probably costs a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We love to cost these evil corporations as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just realized I keep forgetting to say my pronouns. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, The characters I play are myriad, uh, (laughs) pun intended. (laughs) And next next on our cast list... Yeah, is Kimberly. That's I'm me. I'm not Kimberly, my goodness. That's not even your name. <laughs> it's not not. It's not not. Silly goose. Uh, but I play Kimberly. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Charlene Bear. My pronouns are she, they. And I am playing Kimberly, Jamie's little sister, whose pronouns are she, her. All right. Uh, and going down clockwise, we have B-Dave. It is I, B-Dave Walters, who am trying to change my info in this thing that we do, which is unusual and, and has befuddled me for the seven weeks that we've been doing this. But I has found uh, I am playing Buck Adams, and we're both he, him. And I'm sure this is probably going to be fine, but ultimately death and oblivion awaits us all. <laughs> Uh (laughs) (laughs) on that note uh speaking of death and oblivion uh margaret tell us about yourself and your character those are my favorite pastimes um but anyways (laughs) i'm margaret crone uh i'm playing jenna ainsley and we are both she they and i'm excited this is gonna be a lot of fun and oh yes it is and uh certainly not least but still last uh connie it's me, not least, but still last Connie. Pronouns they, he, she. I am playing Jin, whose pronouns are they, Z. And Jin is saying down with paperwork right now. Just down with all of it. I'm going to take it and I'm going to put it down. Back to you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, when we last left off, or, or rather, we pick up at a very pivotal moment. Does that mean down with yes. the pa- paperarchy? <laughs> hey. Thank you all for tuning in. Okay, well, we'll see you later. All right, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, that was excellent. Uh, if this game involved inspiration, I would give it to you. You know what? Take an adversity token. I love, yeah! I love a good pun. Take an adversity, adversity to get the token for myself. I'm right. glad that uh, Buck's with me. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's very good that there's a group of you there because you have just managed, uh, after you have infiltrated uh, the cross-company uh, laboratory, after having uh, sent a false uh, a false alarm to clear the place out. You have managed to locate the lab, you've located the files, and you have located Myriad in three separate groups, and unfortunately, the Myriad group, in the process of freeing as much of Myriad as you could, so that uh, they could flow through the uh, through the sewer, hopefully throw uh, flow into the water system yet again, uh, you accidentally set off the fire alarm throughout the facility. So, we will... Re, uh, we will begin as that fire alarm starts to go off. Everyone hears it. What I need uh, is um, we're going to start with uh, Buck and and this Jenna's isn't like group. the like gremlins or something. They get wet and all of a sudden they go crazy or something. I, I mean, that is a problem. Yeah, Myriad is pure wetness. Essence of wetness. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, however, uh, so thankfully Myriad is not going to freak out, but unfortunately, things do start to happen. As you all are standing in that room, you watch as the doors, a like a metal slate starts to come down, a blast door starts to come down over the door to that room. What do you all do as this happens? Uh, and this is going over the door to that's the way our, our way out. Yes. Uh, basically, this, I think you could assume if you had, like, some time to think about it, this is probably to contain whatever fire is occurring, just automatically to try and stop it from spreading, that the blast doors start to lower. Does it look like there's a way to stop it from going down? Like, to jab uh, something, like, in there, so, like, it can't go down? There is a lot of equipment in here that if you were to try, like, there's barrels, there are crates, uh, there are strange, large, metallic things that you're not even sure what these components were for. There's a number of things in storage in here. Uh, you could probably find some piping, like, uh, sections of uh, metal um, racks and stuff that if you were to smash the rack or pull it down, you might be able to try and jam something in there. You absolutely can. There's a number of objects that you could try. Uh, Jenna's going to try to, like... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say... Uh... Is this the type of thing where there's a chance that we could Jordy action roll under this and be done with it? Or, you know what I mean? Where, like, the, the door is coming down and we just, like, roll out and be done? I mean, at the speed it's going, you could certainly try. Yeah, it's going, like... I like where this is headed. I like, just, at a steady pace, I just said, like, very Jenna, come on! And I, I try to try to Jordy action roll. All right, cool. I'm going to need flight rolls from both of you. I think Jenna's uh, going to take a different round. Okay, then I'm going to need a flight roll from Buck. Uh, 13. Oh, Buck, it was a six. <laughs> Buck, you just <laughs> roll right out. Buck vanishes through the doorway, the ever-shrinking doorway. As I'm rolling at the last second, I realize that Jenna's not right behind me, and I'm like, hey, wait! <laughs> uh, Jenna's going to grab something that's nearby <laughs> and uh, like kind of shove it in the, the spot, like in between. Okay, I will say uh, that Matumbo helps you with that. Joe is also probably going to run over and try and help you with that, as all of you are <laughs> going to try. That I'm um, leaving a number of people. Buck <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just abandons the group. <laughs> uh, I'm going to need. 
because of whatever, because anything that could, st- I think you can instinctively tell that whatever would stop this door from coming down would need to be pretty hefty. Yeah. What I need is a brawn roll. Mm. Uh, and because you are helped by two pretty, like, very strong people, actually, Joe's an absolute beast, and Matumbo is very strong as well, uh, then you can absolutely, I will say that that lowers it to a six as well. So mm-hmm. I need a brawn roll of six. All right. Got six on the dot. Ooh. Hey! Oh, is that a nine or is it a six? I think it's a six. <laughs> Regardless, that succeeds. <laughs> you uh, describe for me what object you grab to shove under here. I think Jenna just says, "I do like a rainy day," and then she just grabs like one of those long poles, like pipes that you were talking about, and like just shoves it like diagonally across, so someone could still crawl under. Okay, so it's, I think as you do that, and it kind of halts for a moment, and then you start to hear like a, and the pipe starts to bend ever so slightly, and you can tell that within seconds it's going to bend much harder. Yeah, but hopefully uh, it buys people do? enough time to go under is my thought, uh, and Jenna All right, will cool. make her way. Okay, uh, Joe is not very agile, but he, and he's also very thick, but he still manages to kind of squeeze under. Uh, Matumbo is very strong and very agile. She basically baseball slides <laughs> under the door, just... Whoosh, uh, and as you all manage to make your way out, uh, I will say for the record, everyone else is kind of a- aware of the emotions, at least, that is happening. And if anybody from this group who's connected to Myriad is sending information, then you would kind of have an idea of what exactly is happening. But the good news for everyone else in the building uh, is that the there are no other blast doors coming out directly near your areas. Uh, so we're going to jump first to Jin and Jamal. Uh, Jin, what do you do upon hearing this and, uh, I guess, getting a glimpse of, like, your your friends escaping from that room? Oh, uh, Jamal, time to go! Uh, oh, 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 we've been made! Uh, he starts, he just grabs a box of stuff, like, of, of papers. He's like, we just gotta grab it and go! Yeah, yeah, let me help you with that! And papers are so heavy when they're all in a, like a banker's box full of paper is so freaking heavy. So Jin's going to help Jamal like lift it and start waddling out. <laughs> uh, roll a brawn roll to yes. see how much you can get. Uh, the higher, the better. I, you, this, it, this is, there's no way to fail. It's just the more, the higher, <laughs> the better you can get. You're going to curse it for me. It's going <laughs> to carry stuff. That's like your forte. You lift. <laughs> That's my whole thing. You've been fighting okay. your whole life to Surely lift. Surely you wouldn't roll poorly in the finale. Of course yeah. not. Oh, no way definitely <laughs> not. It's a middling roll. Give it up for a nine. A handsome nine. Oh, a nine. I'll say that you get... I imagine for somebody of Jin's strength that Z could probably lift, like, at least two boxes yeah. without really putting in too much effort. So I, I'm going to say that you get a solid four. Oh, you can't, wow. you, I'm just going to say, not like, an, not like to the point where you can't fit through the door, <laughs> but it's to the point where, like, it's above your eye line, just a little bit above your eye line, but you're just like, ah, ah. Uh, you feel you are in full powerlifting mode. Uh, Jamal is fully like, all right, all right, lift with your legs, not with your back. Come on, you got this, you got this. <laughs> It's kind of hard to see around he's, these. He's, uh, he, he's like, yeah, okay, this way, this way. He starts, like, spotting you very lightly. Like, he'll come along and line and just lightly st- stick his hands underneath yours. Just like, it's all you. It's all you, buddy. It's oh, all you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. I got it. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, and Jin's just sort of, like, hoofing it down the hall. All right, cool. Uh, and I assume you're heading towards, like, the rendezvous point where you originally entered yeah, the building. Yeah, going to regroup with everyone. All right, cool. 
Um, so jumping back to Kimberly, to uh, Jamie and their mother, uh, what all you you hear this as well? I think your mom realizes, like, she, or she's like, oh, oh no, this is this is not good. Is that the, they're uh, sending she the looks cops at all of you and she says, that, "Are they sending the cops to get us?" What? Uh, well. Not right away. They, I think they'd send the guards, uh, sweetie. We we need to go. Um, the guards do, with who guns? set it off? Who set? The, yes, who set it off? Not it. We can't worry about the guns right now. They're not here yet. <laughs> Maybe you said? Did you set it off, mom? No. There's no smoke in here. What is? What? Where are your friends? I think it must have been one of your other groups of friends. Do you know who said it? Um, Jen, uh, Jenna, I think. Jenna and Buck? Oh, uh, okay. Honey, you need to tell them right now through whatever mental telephone thing you have going on. They need to watch out for the fire suppressant foam. Sideways. Okay. Communicate telepathically. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, go ahead and roll to. I will say to roll to send as much detail about this foam as you can, because right. I imagine that I imagine that your mother knows quite a lot about the chemistry and like this. Uh, I, I did a little bit of research on this, and fire suppressant foam, the kind that is being used in this facility, was developed right around this time in real life. Hmm. So this oh. would be a this. It's likely that your mom may have even known the science. Scientists who helped work on this kind of stuff, considering that this is uh, this your the cross company com- uh, manufactures all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably would have been a halon, a... a halon system around then, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's uh, probably point, incredibly managed... toxic as well. Like, we're if we breathe the second of <laughs> yes. this, we've got a debilitating problems. <laughs> yeah. it is exactly it, just this would likely this would like. Yes, this would likely be an AFFF foam, which mm. is an aqueous film forming foam. Mm. Uh, that would it is not immediately dangerous, but in the long run, it's not great to be around on a regular basis. Uh, let's just put it that way. <laughs> also, just in general, having oxygen suppressed is is non non optimal. So yeah, True. That's, uh... also that. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll have Kimberly roll <laughs> since I'm actually not connected to any of this. I can't. So okay. <laughs> And also so with all the alarms blaring and everyone freaking the fuck out, my mm. stress has increased by one. So I'm taking a negative one to all rolls now. Oh, oh okay. my sweet baby. Well, as yeah, it's absolutely fine. As you feel, as you feel your own panic starting to rise, and you're now trying to co- communicate through Myriad to your friends. Uh, again, I'm going to say just a three to be able to push through. It's the two d four, so you got to hit at least a three. And the higher you get, uh, the better. The more information you'll be able to give, because I don't think anyone there, with the possible exception of Matumbo, would have actually heard about su- fire suppressant foam on this like of this kind. Okay, so I got a six minus one, so five. Why would you want to suppress fire? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With a five, you tell them everything, including uh, including the fact that like oxygen could get a little hard to come by. It's not great to be in the middle of this. So we got to get out real quick, everybody. The oxygen is being cut soon with this fire suppressant foam. Hurry. Um, the rest of you receive that message. What do Kimberly and Jamie do now? Because I think once you send that message, your mom is now like getting ready to go did as we, quickly as possible. Did we get everything? Did we've got samples? We've got data? Like we're all good to go? I think we uh, yes. 
Get out! All right, honey, we have as much as we can get. We have to get out of here now. Lead the way, Mom. Okay, okay, follow me. Uh, she does the mom thing and immediately, like, puts her arm in front of both of you, just, like, to corral you behind her. Uh, the instinctive, just like a Wah! mom move as she as begin le- begins leading you through the facility. Uh, we're going to jump back now to the to the Jenna and Buck contingent. Uh, so you have managed to make it out of the room, and now you start to hear, like, a hissing sound from above you, as if the pipes, the system ahead, like, above, is preparing to start releasing the foam. You can see that there are other doors that are starting to lower in other parts of the facility. It looks like, as a precautionary measure, that they are just shutting off this entire section of the facility. Sideways. Ways. Yes. I would like to activate the perfect memory because I've seen a schematic of this place. Yes, you have. Do I know where it would be shut off? Yes, you do. Uh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, it is not on in your area. You would have to send the other ones there. Uh, it is near the control center of the place, which is actually upstairs. Uh, if one of the if one of the group was to get up there, they might be able to. I just broadcast on all frequencies. I'm like, hey, everybody, don't freak out because suffocation is supposed to be like a pretty chill way to die. It's like, just go to sleep. But if maybe we don't want that to happen, you turn it off in room 3C. There's a bright panel. There's a green button on the right side. You must rotate it 12 degrees. Anybody near there? (laughs) I don't want to die. That sounds like a terrible way to die. I'm on it. If this is telepathic, can Jin just straight up like turn to Jamal while in the middle of hoofing it toward the rendezvous point and just say, just shove these down the hallway. It's much easier to push something than to lift it. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. Immediately falls to the ground. Most of his blood goes to his brain, not to the muscles. So he is just like, yeah, just his also arms help. visibly shaking. Like do like a kind of like that. Oh, what's that Canadian like kind of like hockey game? But it's not really. curling. You start Like help, sort of like push it forward, like a big curling puck, uh, <laughs> and try to literally just jump into the ceiling and like kind of like pull up like through the panel and pull himself onto the second floor. <laughs> oh, I love this. Okay, so to get up to the ceiling, Jin is not a tall individual. So to jump and Jin is also quite thick. Uh so this is a lot of this is a lot of muscle to move. I need a brawn roll. Uh, we're going to call this a brawn roll of 12. Oh, uh okay. to jump from the ground to the ceiling. Just have to get an above average d20 roll. That's all I need, baby. <laughs> no! Okay, uh, that is it's a nine again. I rolled two eights. Uh, oh, do you have any adversity tokens? I have zero on my sheet, which is no! also not great. Are, th- those aren't community, <laughs> oh, uh, right? Like, there's I can't I can't volunteer no. mine or any such thing, right? No, you could though if you were to tr- if you were willing to expend one more psionic energy die, uh, you could attempt to use the psychic powers to launch yourself higher. Uh, you do have the ability to fire bursts of energy from your hands. Iron I'll throw that, that out stuff, there, man. Yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Screw it. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, then Jin, <laughs> as they jump up, they're realizing they're not gonna make it in time. Like they're realizing that like mm-hmm. jumping explosive energy is not quite their forte. They have have slow twitch muscles, not fast twitch muscle fibers. Uh, so they're just like, it's like half a foot away. They're scrabbling and they push their hands down and they try to like jet that psionic energy out. 
Oh, man. I'm imagining Buzz Lightyear in the first Toy Story when he begins to fall in that tr- that one scene, but then he realizes, like, it's as if he could activate rocket boots. Um, <laughs> so Jin is like, ah! okay, I need, a, I need a psionic energy die roll from you, please. I'm going to call this a five to launch yourself into the ceiling. Thank you, Jeremy. Uh, and I don't have any bonuses to this aside from my regular ones, right? No, okay, it's just cool. 2d4s. Got it. Plus the d20, like my base die. Uh, you, it's basically you need to hit a five. Got it, got you don't it, got roll. It, got a, you don't roll a d20. Yeah. Understood. Ooh, that's a four. Hey. And that's a three, so that's a seven. Ooh. And yes. Four, okay. We're uh, uh, yeah, yes, the four does explode. Oh. Actually, you get to roll it again. Really great job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that I'll tell you what is a one. So that's a uh, uh an oh, eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, an eight still crushes what you needed to get. You, like, uh, describe for me how you launch yourself into the air and into the uh, sea. <laughs> a crater explodes into existence uh, underneath Jin's massive, like, bulk. And they just kind of, like, shoot up into the air. And these, like, two psychic pylons of energy just explode from their palms. They kind of like a kid uh, with, like, uh, jet thrusters coming out of their hands kind of like uh, unstably slam into a wall and then they slam into the other wall and then they rocket upward uh, kind of like a bottle rocket going up uh, and smash <laughs> through the ceiling uh, a straight up missile blasts <laughs> through the ceiling uh, I'm going to say that you you succeed uh, This you are still a human being who has crashed through several layers of ceiling uh, and through. I'm going to say you come through the floor just straight up yeah. Into the next floor. Uh, but I will need you, uh, whew, I don't even know what to roll in this case, to try and, and try and just, like, tank this. Grit? Uh, let's go ahead and just call it grit. Yeah, let's call it grit. Sure, okay, I'm not super bad at grit. All right, I'm going to need you a grit fail. of seven. There's no way you can fail. <laughs> well, there I wasn't, that? you know. No, that's, that's, that yeah. takes it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a one. What did that's you get? A one. I'm okay with days. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Jin, you it's not bl- just you being raised; it's also all suffocating to death. <laughs> yeah, how's, you know, I just hear over the like telepathic intercom. I've got this. I'm flying. I'm just like absolute silence. <laughs> the transmission cease as yep. Jin. Fully concussed, lying just half in and half out of the hole that they have torn through the lab. Just like, uh, like I think this is. We'll come back to you, Jin, because I think fine. you're out of yeah, action for a little totally bit fine. here. Uh, we're gonna jump back to Buck, uh, Buck and Jenna. You see, I think you hear that. You're, there's like a moment of like, try like that. Ah! Oh, oh no, oh no! It is one of those like the line goes dead for Jin. All you hear is. Uh, as if to indicate that they are currently out of commission. Uh, the doors are still closing. I'm going to say that they are more than half closed at this point. Do you try and get out first, or do you just try and stay here and find another way out? Oh, I thought we were out. The, the, uh, oh, no, you made another... out of the room. It's a... Uh. Yeah, it's the quadrant. So essentially, it's because the just in case the fire had spread before the alarm, like it's it spread so quickly it's like that FTL the FTL shit going alarm down right did not, now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Since <laughs> they are sealing off this quadrant of the building. How far am I from where I know Jin went? 
Ooh, uh, Jin was minutes away from you because you'd gone to different areas of the building. So it's not like a 30-second situation. It would You'd have to get out of this quadrant and find where Jin was. Oh, but Buck is so okay. fast. Well, does it better say? So now I'm going to mess this up because I am fast, and this is the one thing I'm good at. So um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, hang on. I just need to let me just check one uh, film release factoid here. <laughs> I'm like, is this, is this such <laughs> excellent? <laughs> it is. I just look at Jenna and I'm like, Jenna, stay with Red Sonia here. She'll keep you safe. And then, <laughs> like, as fast as I can to get to where, where, where Jenna is. <laughs> I love it. You're making the Kessel run uh, in less than 12 parsecs. Gonna try. Uh, <laughs> go for it. Roll me a flight roll. All right. Let's see here. That's a 17 on the die. Hey. Woo-hoo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Flight is Th- his thing. It's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, describe for me how you Sonic the Hedgehog your way out of this wing of the building. Because I'm... Um... Because I know exactly where this is, I'm taking a couple of, like, unlikely shortcuts and things you would think wouldn't make sense, like turn into a break room and then turn and go, <laughs> like, what you think's a closet but actually connects to another one. And as I'm running, I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, you know, this would be, like, a really interesting story when this is all finished, if we, like, live. Like, on the outside, it's like, I mean, I'm sure they're all right. And it's, hey, we're all going to get out here. It's going to be cool and can't wait to see my dad's face, asshole. Through <laughs> 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 all this. Yeah. Uh, I'm imagining that during all of this, Clyde is providing uh, a score by like singing <laughs> opera, like full on, like, <laughs> you can do Just incredible. Uh, Clyde's got incredible breath support. Uh, That's true. Uh, mental breath support. Breathe through all of his legs uh, so- and stuff. Exactly. So you <laughs> speed through the building in a matter of minutes. So Buck is out of there. That leaves Jenna with Joe and Matumbo. Uh, I think Matumbo would turn to the both of you and she would say, all right, we're going to need to cover our mouths and noses. Uh, and she starts reaching in. She takes out uh, into her bag and pulls out like a tiny little, it's like a mini scuba setup and s- straps the mask over your mouth, Jenna, and pops a little a- oxygen tank in your pocket. Uh, and she looks at you and she's like, you're the youngest and the coolest. <laughs> looks at your brother. No offense. I'm giving this to you. Just breathe through this. And she turns it on. Uh, and uh, then she turns to Joe I think- and, and just puts a handkerchief over his mouth. Creepily, uh, Clyde will crawl into Jenna's mouth, and then she will put the gas mask over her mouth. (laughs) 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 I I I just love the vision of that. I don't know why, but like her being calm about it. Oh, Clyde's voice takes on an echo. (laughs) Clyde's voice takes on a mysterious echo for everyone else, as though he's in a cavern. Clyde is Uh, now Clyde is now Krang and uh, just piloting (laughs) around. Krang. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, Buck. In I would say uh, wa- as Buck is still running, we're still with uh, Jenna. I think as like as Matumbo looks at you and gives you a little thumbs up, uh, and she also hands you the umbrella and says it could help a little bit through like through her facial covering. And that is when the hissing stops, and then a <laughs> begins as huge amounts of white foam are dumped 
into these hallways, just filling the floor, just to foam up and rise up, making it kind of difficult to move. It's very slippery, and you watch as both uh, both Matumbo and Joe begin to like lean against the walls. Immediately, like <gasps> it starts getting a little bit harder to breathe for them. Uh, for Jenna, I think the I think the foam like comes up to like your shoulders. Uh, there's just so much of it in this hallway. Um, what do you do as you see your two companions? begin to uh, begin to ail. Mm, can I, like, break the foam away from them at all in any way? You like, actually can push through it. Yeah, you can, like, push through it and try and clear a little area around them. Absolutely. Yeah. I won't even make you roll for that. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of huddle them together in one spot and clear, like, a little area around them as much as possible? Yeah, and then just trying to, like, use the umbrella to, like, block the space where our head heads are. All right, A little tent. Yes. Uh, As this is happening, uh, I think Kimberly, Jamie, and your mother, you managed to make it to the exit in the time that Buck is still running upstairs. Buck, have you told everyone else what you are doing? I mean, uh, yes. I mean, since we're all connected, like, it would not be my intent that this were a secret, that I was on the way to help Jen. Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, so I think you would get snippets... Uh, the rest of you get snippets, even if Buck doesn't like explicitly use the telepathy to be like, hey, everybody, this is exactly what's happening right now. I think you get like, Buck is running, Buck is running, Buck is running. Jetta is like, not really moving, seems kind of worried. Uh, and I think you get a, a sense of the scenario. So what are Kimberly and Jamie doing as you reach the exit with your mom? What do we currently see here? So currently, uh, because you had evacuated the place, you you can still hear the alarm going off, but and I think you can probably look down the hall and see the blast door having lowered, but you just don't see any of the foam. You know that they are in that particular quadrant of the building. Um, I think you know pretty much where Jin went as well, uh, and you know that you are next to the exit that you were all were planning on using. I think your mother would turn to uh, would have turned to you and said, "We we have to go through this way. I don't think they will have gone." Through, I don't think they would have come back through the caves. I think they would have come up through the building, the, 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 the top building, the offices. Uh, I ignore our mom and I turn to Kimberly and I say, you know where they are. Are they, are they coming? Are they safe? Uh, Buck should be helping everyone, but Chin's not okay. I have to go help them. No, you, you stay here. Uh, uh, you, you can communicate with them. You've got the powers and I don't, I, you stay here. I'm going to go get them. Uh, I know where they are. How can you go? Just tell me where they are now and I'll go get them. Okay. Uh, and I'll like try and visual or, or like I was in that moment with Jin when they were doing that. So I'll try and like describe how to get there to Jamie. I And then it all went dark. So I think they're stuck in the ceiling. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to reach into my backpack. Uh, so I have two things. I have a change of clothes that's like a uniform of Silver City Rentals um, and uh, or Silver Screen Rentals. Yeah, that's it. Um, Silver, Silver City. Screen Rentals. Silver City is a thing. Um, and I have a water bottle. So uh, Jamie's definitely seen this on, in movies. I'm going to soak uh, like my um, uniform top in water and I'm going to wrap that around my head. Uh, because then when I breathe in, it'll like collect in the moisture rather than coming into my lung- lungs. Uh, and I'm going to grab mm-hmm. my flashlight. So I've got this like extendable sword and a flashlight. Uh, and I'm just going to go, and I'm wearing a stormtrooper outfit and I'm just going to go storming, <laughs> s- 
storming back in with and a bike helmet. I'm just gonna go running back in. All right. Yes, roll me a flight roll. I love this. I look roll me a flight roll. I look like a PUBG character right now. <laughs> uh, what's the difficulty on this one? Well, you're gonna make it no matter what. This is to see how quickly you make it. Because you know where it is. That's a deuce. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) so you won't be getting there. I think you find that running in this suit is a little harder than you had anticipated. I'm a little Uh, small for a (laughs) stormtrooper. Excellent. Uh, Jamie, uh, excuse me, not Jamie, uh, Buck, Mm. you uh, speed through this building, arriving in minutes to where you can see, I think the first thing you see is a stack of boxes, and you hear Jamal just like, still pushing them down the hallway uh and you he as you like pass him i think he's like you just zip past him do you say anything as you pass him do i see a giant hole a giant gin shaped hole in the ceiling like wily coyote oh yes uh (laughs) it's like it's way down the hallway right he's like he's already turned the corner but i think as you pass him you can see just a a multiple dents and craters in the walls (laughs) and floor yeah i'm just like on the way by i'm just like i'm gonna help jen Jimmy, tell what? Disappear. You run. Yeah, you can see it's not. Uh, like Once you're underneath the hole standing in the crater that Jin had left, you can't really. Like, you can see a pair of legs sort of dangling, not really out of the ceiling, just kind of in the ceiling. And you can tell that Jin is not moving currently. Did they break all the way through, or they were kind of in between the, the levels? They basically blasted through and then passed out. So they passed out with like half of their body lying on the floor and then the legs just sort of dangling into the hole. Is there any value of me trying to still go through this hole or am I better off trying to pull them out of the hole, I suppose, is, is what I'm getting at. Like, did they manage to punch all the way uh, through and just knock themselves out? The oh, yeah, they're through. Of, okay. All right. Yeah, they're through. They then, made it. Then I, I just like look at Jamal and I'm just like, hey man, give me a boost. I'm fast. I don't jump very high though. <laughs> <I'm trying. laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, no, back no just you're squirming. You're making sweat. it weird. No, it's not, anyway. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just so tired. My arms are shaking. I can't help it. Uh, I, I realize to give I, you a boost. I only ever described Buck as looking like Jimi Hendrix that had been left outside for three days, but I feel like he's very improbably dressed like a suede jacket or something. <laughs> 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 like, doesn't make sense at all for what we're doing here. Yeah. Exactly. He's, he's just so nicely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're always so dapper. It's true. Uh, he says he's like, he takes a knee and tries to like support you. I was vintage before it was cool. Uh, yeah, and try try and get up to try and get up to Jen. All right, cool. Uh, roll me a brawn roll with the boost. We will say that that lowers it, uh, and because of the hole, uh, I will say that lowers it to four. <laughs> That's four on the die. Okay, you. Yeah, you just get your hands into that crater and manage to pull yourself up. Uh, as you pull yourself up, 
You see Jin. Uh, Jin's got already a big old bump forming on their head. <laughs> um, they, I imagine Jin is cross-eyed. In fact, you know what, Connie, why don't you describe yeah, what right. Jin looks like <laughs> Jin? as they, they lie there? Uh, their entire top half is white from all the plaster that's, like, caked over their body. They look like they've been grabbed by the ankles by a giant and dunked in flour. Uh, and their <laughs> eyes are, like, half open, half closed. Their mouth is limp, uh, slack against the floor, and they're just sort of muttering... Uh, protein, uh, pr- pr- protein, and just sort of like uh, pawing uselessly at the floor. So, competitor <laughs> lift, competitive lifters, even today and all the way back then, routinely had smelling salts on their person for an artificial boost. Is there any? Ch- this is true, by the way. Uh, is there any chance <laughs> yeah. that Jen has smelling salts on their person? <laughs> well, in my gym bag, you know, I have. Honey- I put miscellaneous powerlifting equipment. So. Ooh. If it is possible. legit powerlifting equipment. I, I will let you decide. I will let you decide. Yeah. I com- I'm absolutely all for yes, this. Yes, yes. I think there absolutely are smelling salts. Then I hit them with the smelling salt. I'm like, Jen, Jen, wake up, buddy, or we're all going to die. Smack me in the ass up sideways. Woo! 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 <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was unexpected. Hey, you okay? Because we should, we should, yeah, we... I wanted to make sure that you were alive, but now that you're alive, we might all die. So if, can we, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, I was trying to... I, I saw the panel that you put in all of our heads. I yeah. was trying to shut it off, and yep. did we make it? Are we on the right floor? Super good work. You, like, super busted a hole through here. It's really great. But no, we got, like, two more things to do before, you know, our oh. inevitable demise. So if we just... It's good work, it. though. The solid work with the floor. There, come on, get up, get up. Sorry, get up. yeah, I was just really impulsive and I just wanted to help. And okay, I'll follow you. No, no, it's all work. You did great. <laughs> Once I make sure that they're up, then I'd continue on mm-hmm. towards the room. Yeah. All right. Um, you're both. I will let you know right now. You're both going to arrive at the room. It's just that how quickly. Uh, Buck, just need another flight roll from you. Uh, Jin, you will Stop either arrive this. at the same time or just shortly bringing up the rear. That is That's a natural good. 20 this time. Ooh. Ah! <laughs> so it exploded. It explodes. So it's 26. Damn. I'm like, Google, Jin, oh I just my gotta gosh. Go. <laughs> <laughs> There's an after image of Buck left standing right next to you. <laughs> In the powder. down the hall. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, in fact, it blows a lot of the powder off of your face. <laughs> uh, yeah, you absolutely, you can see the trail that he leaves scorched into the ground uh, and Jin follow him down the like hall. Jin follows like a bloodhound. <laughs> I, I, w- I would say if, if Jin isn't, it didn't notice before, like it's probably clear being an athletic person, he really could be like an Olympian if he just tried and he yeah. never does. <laughs> no, Jin, this, Jin is clocking it. it this has been registered yeah. in Jin's concussed brain and they're just mm-hmm. sort of like stumbling down the hall and following the scorch marks your sneakers have left. <laughs> uh, Buck, you make it in like seconds. Like, it's under a minute. You just arrive. The alarm's still going off. You see now, like, the computer at, at, like, the... It's near the entrance to this part of the lab that you know instinctively, and from just having looked at the schematics, this is where you can try and uh, deactivate, like, reopen the blast doors. It's, I, I let everybody know that my, my objective is one, turn off the fire suppressant, and two, open the doors. Yes. That is the now, intent. Now, uh... Now, you can try and make a brains roll yourself to try and just shut this down. 
Uh, I'm going to put I'm going to put the difficulty because you did manage to hack into the computer, but this is a whole other system here. Uh, I'm going to need uh, a 15 on a brains roll from you. Uh, I only have a 10 in brains. Um, so uh, and it explodes. I'll try. Adversary I mean, token. Too. I, I do have an adversary like token. I, I, I don't yeah. I don't know I don't know uh, do, do do we have a relevant psychic power? Unfortunately, uh, we, I believe we started this episode with two, and mm-hmm. we have all, I think have Jin may left. have used the last, I think Jin used the last one to oh. get through, because we have two psychic energy oh. die rolls. Oh, one one. Oh. for Kimberly to tell you all yeah. uh, oh, about yeah. the suppressant foam, and one for Jin to break through. Welcome, oh, I didn't mark uh, Welcome to I my was... level now. Oh, did, did it explode? Ooh. <gasps> oh my gosh. I swear to little baby Jesus, it did. <laughs> Whether or not the second what? one is going to be a five as well. God. I swear on all that is holy, I really did roll a ten. So, oh. let's see. Come on, come on, roll, come on. roll that second one. Seven. Seventeen. Oh! Even more. Is on Fire! Buck is on fire! I swear on all Uh, that is holy that just happened. (laughs) Describe for me how Buck hacks into a computer security system at a highly secure (laughs) corporate facility. This is what I would like to happen. Even though I know I rolled successfully, this is not my thing, and I basically had to brute force it. In the way I brute forced it, is I kill the power to everywhere but where Connie, where Con, where uh, Jen and I are. So we're stuck, but they oh, can all get yes. out. Ooh. Yes, I love this. Oh my god, I'm so <laughs> yeah. on board with this. Whoa! Yeah. That, so that means that the lights in the rest of the building. <laughs> I got a flashlight, well, Jamie. You're. <laughs> 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 yeah, Jamie's like, I don't have any special abilities, but I got a flashlight. Jamie, you don't even break stride. You just whip out a flashlight and <laughs> run the rest of the way up there. Uh, yes. And meanwhile, Jenna, as you're standing there watching both of your companions sort of wilting from lack of oxygen, trying to keep the foam oh, away from them. I was going to say, Jenna would have been like, she would have tried to share the oxygen with them. Oh, okay. So you start passing around the mask? Yeah. All right. Cool. Then what I need is a grit roll from you, please. All right. Good luck. I'm I'm pretty good at that, I think. I got a d20. I don't know what yes, my we're going to call this. Is. We're going to call this a uh we're going to call this a 9 on Ooh, grit. Got 14, so Okay, so Jenna, you're not even you're you're slightly lightheaded, but you are absolutely okay uh, with holding your breath and passing around. And both of your companions now are no longer really flagging; they're doing at least decently well. Like they've recovered a lot from the oxygen loss. As the lights go down, and you're part of the building, and you hear the doors roll back up. Ooh, Jenna's gonna use the umbrella to like push through, like force through this foam towards mm-hmm. the door where she can hear it. Okay. Uh, that you can absolutely do this. I just need for you... Um, ooh, let's call this another grit roll. You are bringing two other people with you, so to try and do this as quickly as possible, I need you to roll me... This is going to be a grit of 13 to get it in like a reasonable amount of time before something unfortunate would happen. Oh, that does not work. I got a six. 
Okay, so we will find out what the consequences of that are later. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> cut back up to Buck and Jin. <laughs> Jin, you watch as Buck has done this. Uh, Buck, do you let no, Jin know what has happened? If I have half a beat, I little inside baseball, you all. I did I did confer with Connie the human, so Bugs should <laughs> confer with Jin the human as well. <laughs> then mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, so um good news, bad news, good news, super can save everybody. Bad news, you and I are kinda gonna be stuck here. <laughs> oh well that's a no-brainer. Let's yes, yes, say save everyone, yeah. Got it. Okay, I mean, so this circuit board should go. Man, I should have been paying more attention in shop. (laughs) (laughs) And it is. He's moving with like very like uh, intensity, but Jen, you can tell again. He's sort of muscling it. Like pulls out kind of like a card. Just was like "Eh, that'll go in there. All right, this here. Right. (laughs) Yeah, just cross those two wires. This will do it. I know it will. And then uh, it's like the old blow on the game cartridge, and then like shove it back in. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's definitely kind of breaking some stuff while he's doing this. And I would say we probably see like panels going off as as I'm succeeding. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think you would. Yeah, I think you would see lights and stuff that indicate the power to different parts of the building just going off. And you could even hear as the building stops humming as intently or as intensely. Um, and I'm gonna cut now to Jamie, who <laughs> has been running down the hallway with a flashlight. Jamie, you see like a a stack of box, like a tower of box is moving slowly towards you as you're running along here. <sighs> I can do it! I can do it! Is, is somebody there? Is, is somebody there? I, it's, it's Jamie. Uh, Jamal, is that you? Yeah! Uh, go! The, Buck and Jin! I, I think Jin may have hurt themselves or something and Buck went to go help and then all the lights went out. I don't know what's happening. Is nobody here helping you? No, it's just... I'm just pushing the boxes. <laughs> I'm gonna take... I, Just a second. Just <laughs> a step back. Uh, I'm going to take out. <laughs> just, no, just uh, wait before he <laughs> reaches into his pocket, pulls out an inhaler. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to take out uh, a pair of underwear that are clean. They're a change of underwear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of all the things you could take out, I I'm like, that. I'm like, it's not going to be like pants. I'm trying to think of the things that I had when I was working retail. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm going to soak the underwear and I'm just going to like put it up against his face. I'm going to be like, hold, hold, breathe into this. <laughs> I'll go save them. You're going to waterboard this guy with underwear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got Thank you. Uh, as you leave, Jamal thinks for a second and says, hey, wait a minute, and starts squeezing water in front of the boxes to try and lube up the hallway <laughs> yeah, right. to yeah. help himself push faster. Wreck the boxes. He's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> and just was like, yes! Uh, and starts pushing it much more quickly. Uh, Jamie, you, like, turn the corner. It's like another half a minute before you then happen upon, you can see a shaft of light uh, shining through the ceiling, and you know instinctively that must be where they went through. Uh, I'm gonna get up to it, and I'm gonna be kind of impressed and I'm gonna call up and be like uh Jan Buck are you up there uh the pair of you can just faintly hear this that sounded like Jamie 
Jamie, yeah, we're good. We're 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 locked in a room, but we're okay. We're just stuck here for now. But you should go save yourselves. Get out of there with that evidence and stuff. Yeah, get like Kim and Jenna out of here, man. Uh, they you get to be the hero, Jamie. That's dumb. Uh, the the the, the <laughs> evidence is on its way out. Kimberly's fine. Can can you get through this hole? Um, we're sort of. Why can't you hear what we're thinking? Oh, you didn't drink the stuff. Is there any oh, more? Right. Drink some, bro. What? We got superpowers. <laughs> uh, let me see here. I do say that I have in my backpack um, a... Well, I have a lighter. That's handy. And I, I do say I have a portable radio. And all I wrote was portable radio. Uh... Okay. Storyteller game master, sir. Um, yes. Any chance that it's like a two-way? Like we got like like little like like walkie-talkies or anything? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's up to um, you. I'm okay with it. Why not? We're having fun here. <laughs> I can imagine Buck have, just owning a two-way radio. I feel like that's more expensive anyway than just a regular one. Then I just try and tune it in to Jamie. And I'm like, Jamie, Jamie. Uh, this is Jamie. Over. I, I mean, I, do we have to do the over thing if it's just us? Over. Yeah, I need to know when you've done, you're done talking so that I can press the button. Over. But, but, but what happens if you have to end a sentence on over? Over. You say over oh, twice. I, think I just answered my own question. <laughs> over. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So good news, bad news. Everybody's gonna live. Hooray! That's cool. I mean, for a time, like ultimately, nobody lives or whatever. But uh, so Jen and I just kind of stuck. Like that's all right, though. I mean, like I'm sure when like the guards or whatever get here, they're not gonna like hurt some kids. Like it's probably gonna be my dad and he's an asshole. So like I'm sure it's fine. We won't be over. Over. Uh, from the other side of the door, you hear. <laughs> Over here! Uh, and immediately they you hear people start to like try and open the door from that side. Uh, like hostiles? Yes, it, these are adult voices. The, it sounds like there's multiple people. You can hear footsteps on the other side of the door. Hey, Jen, like, and I have the button down so that Jamie can hear this. I'm like, Jen, don't freak out. Like, I'm pretty fast, but I sort of suck in a fight. It's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm pretty strong, and I've still got this baseball bat somehow. Oh, uh, and Jin's gonna like square the baseball bat in front of you know in front of their legs and sort of like face the the door that's shut and like mm-hmm. grip it really hard. Okay, okay, okay. Hero time or something. <laughs> Jamie, seriously, you got to get out of here. Okay, there's adults yeah. here. Yeah, they're banging on the door, bro. You should run. Also, Jen, if it's gonna go down with this, I'm glad I'm here with you. And then I let go of the button. And, like, <laughs> 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 to As you say this, uh, the door, you feel it like it's you. You almost feel it getting lifted from the other side as like multiple dudes like, Aah! and you can see, uh, you can see the guards dressed in riot gear similar to last night, uh, like as they pull it open uh, and they're like secure the facility and they see you two standing there and immediately they're like hostiles and start to charge through uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you both flip them off <laughs> you know, uh, what do you mobs. do 
I'm like, I hope my I dad fires you. Yeah, it's like, I'm <laughs> what do you do as they start? Uh, Jin, as one comes running through, uh, they're going to try and just tackle you to the ground first off. I do you attack first? I think you were already ready, so I'm absolutely happy for you to take a take a swing. Uh, go for it if you wish for like you decide what does Jin do as this person charges at you. So Jin, inspired by Buck, is actually not going to stand here and fight off seven to ten adults <laughs> on their own. What they are going to try to do is use their baseball bat to sort of like um, as leverage to get through and like fight their way through and like just be like a smaller teen and just sort of like a slippery little eel guy and just like <laughs> like pass, pass these right here, folks. <laughs> a slippery little snake. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, so this is going to be a flight roll? Are you trying to, like, slip your way past? Or are yeah. you trying to muscle your way past? Uh, okay. mus- muscle? I always <laughs> take muscle over slip. Okay, okay. Uh, slippery little, muscly little snake. Yes. Uh, roll snake. me, then, a brawn roll. Uh, this There's, like, seven, as you said, seven to ten adults here. So we're going to call this a 14 to oh muscle your way past all these folks. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. How do we want to look? That's a nat 20! Oh! 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 I'm not even kidding! Oh! Oh my god! It explodes! That means it explodes! Yeah! I will say this before you roll, before you roll again. I will say this. What the heck? If you get get to a 30, uh, then I will let you clear a way for Buck to get through as well. Come on! He can't dangle that in my face! I believe in you. Do I get the plus one for every time I roll, including explosions, or just the, the just the whole stack? Just for of the things? whole thing. Okay, got it. Just for the whole stack of things, and you do have an adversity token. That's true. That may, that allows me to add a plus one too, right? Okay. Yes. That's a okay. Uh, okay, I didn't get a thirty, but that's a six. Uh, so it's a twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Uh, I'll keep the twenty-seven. I'll keep the twenty-seven. That's fine. Okay, so you disappear through this group, just like, in fact, describe for me how Jin magics their way through a group of all these adults. Yeah, uh, Jin does the, I think it's called the Valsalva or something, like the breathing technique that goes all the way down to their diaphragm. And they hold it, uh, they square their core, and they just, like, lower their head and use it almost like the baseball bat as, like, a battering ram. They go down, and they're using their uh, strength and also their diminutive size to, like, duck down as maybe two of the riot guards try to, uh, like, grab them, but they end up grabbing each other instead. And they're just going for the joints. They're going for, like, the weak (laughs) points behind, like, the knee pads and whatnot. And just sort of like a tiny little like hedgehog just bouncing their way through like a pinball machine. <laughs> There's no sort of assisted action or anything I can do to just help them with this, right? Uh, if I will let you, if you have like adversity tokens or anything, I mean they're you already can they throw were in. they were already at 26. No, were you at 27? 27. 20, yeah. They made it to 27. If you if you could push it to a 30 by some means, I've only then got, I'll let you get. I've through only got the one adversity token. I don't know what else I could do. <laughs> okay, then I no. will also I will let you uh, I will let you roll a brawn roll. If you can make up the difference, my then you can is, hit the 30. I'll my, let you add it. My brawn is a D4. <laughs> <laughs> I can also I really add an adversity token. So, oh, so you theoretically can get to 28. I really only need two then, right? Is that what we're saying? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah you've got to hit at least a two. Literally is a two on the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes! Okay. I, I so, Jin. Jeez. Yes. 
chin as you are just whacking the back and knee, backs of the legs and knees of all these dudes. Uh, your center of gravity is so low that even as you barrel into some of them, they're just Whoa! getting knocked over. Uh, it's like you're like a tiny bowling ball just yes. bowling over all these pins. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh, Buck, you managed to muscle your way just past the last few that are grabbing at you that don't fully get taken out by this, and you two suddenly find yourselves on the other side of a crowd of guards. Uh, the only person standing between you and the exit is a man that to Jin looks very vaguely familiar, but to Buck looks intimately familiar. Buck, you, you see your father standing there on the other side of this group. Like, he's wearing, he looks like he's wearing a bulletproof vest uh, and is carrying a pistol with him. Uh, he appeared, like, this has gotten so serious that the CEO has shown up. Or not CEO, but COO has shown up. And he sees you and is like, Son? Carlisle. Uh, Buck, what are you doing here? Dad, the craziest thing happened. These weird dudes, like, kidnapped me in the cave, and then they brought me here into this office, and they wanted to, like, intimidate me. It was, like, the strangest thing. <laughs> roll, roll a charm roll. Uh, we're going to call this a charm roll of 14. <laughs> they, they, all of the evidence is stacked against you. Charm. I just need it to be known uh, that while this is blood. happening, Jin is mm -hmm. flipping off Buck's dad. Not realizing who this dude is. They've like come out on the other side and be oh. like, yeah, eat that, eat that, and eat this too, you uh, gross old man. <laughs> oh no, that's you not going to help. You guys are not going to believe this. <laughs> did you roll on, did you explode again? <laughs> yeah! Yeah, I'm I swear, oh my I gosh. swear. I swear, I swear, I swear. <laughs> Sometimes failure is more interesting. Uh, Sometimes, but not right now, I guess. It, it got me to 15. Damn. <laughs> oh! oh your, father, your father looks at you and says, Son, tell me everything. Get, get, get out. You need to get out of here. Uh, he comes over and grabs you kind of roughly uh, and says, Come here, and looks at you, Jin, and stops for a moment and says, Wait, were you one of the ones? Were you one of the ones who kidnapped my boy? No, 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 no. This is like my best friend in the whole world. This is Jamie. I tell you about him all the time. <laughs> Don't you listen, man? At that exact moment, what is Jamie doing on the other side of this? I was like, that's Jim. Oh. And me confused. You're all the 15. Uh, uh, what is Jamie doing? Uh, so... <laughs> Just at the worst possible moment of this interaction, <laughs> uh, Buck's, Buck's radio is going to turn on. Oh, no! <laughs> and it's good. And in this, like, like swelling music will pick up, uh, and it will say, "Now you listen here, you sons of bitches. You've got my best friend up there." And he is one of the greatest men that I have ever known. If you touch one hair on his finger, you will have Jamie Patterson on your ass with a fury that you have never known in any movie or any play or any form of media any of your ignorant, dumb, stupid brains have ever comprehended once in their entire lives. You hear that? I love you, Buck, and I'm coming for you, man. 
Oh! And I just look at the look at the radio, and then I'm go like, "Yeah, look what he did to you, dudes. Think about it." <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I think that kind of blows that aspect up a little bit. Uh, your father looks and is like, "Okay, hold on." Uh, he turns to the guys like, "Get over here! What do I pay you for?" Uh, and points at the pair of the, they're just juveniles, and looks at you and says, "If you are lying to me, Moses, we are going to have serious problems." Uh, sticking his finger in your face. I mean, as the guards come running over. We did establish we were out of psychic dice, correct? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's fine. Um, I just but look at... I, let me check <laughs> one thing before you before before I answer that because you are actually you are in fact out of psychic dice. But I think there may be a mechanism that allows you to push push past over it. the edge. Yeah. I will allow you to uh, spend more than the than the amount, but you will, I think you can feel like a sense of exhaustion from Myriad helping you with all of this. Uh, you will suffer consequences for this. I'm prepared to suffer consequences. Uh, I'm prepared for my luck to run out, to tell you the truth. But when okay. all of this is happening, I just look at him and I just say, Carlisle, Dad, for once in your life, do the right thing. And I would like to summon the illusion power of my mother sitting next to my brother's bed as he was dying and my dad was not there. Whoa. Um, can you describe for us the scene uh, and the emotions? I assume that this, this image calls up emotions for both Buck and his father. Can you describe the scene and what Buck feels as he sees this image that I imagine has been in his mind ever since it originally happened? It's a room um, that looks very state-of-the-art for the mid-'80s. It is, it is full of machinery. It is clear no expense has been spared. Just like in Buck's room, how there's tons of gifts that have just been pushed to the side. There's all of these gifts and flowers and balloons and get wells things that are just all off to the side. And there's three chairs in the room. Both two of them are done up with blankets and pillows and clear that people have been here the whole time. And one is just sitting empty. And when I summon the illusion of the room... My dad is at the foot of the bed, and the chair that he should have been in is behind him, empty. And I'm standing where I was at the time, and my mom is crying, and she's leaning into my brother's ear, and she's like, it's okay, honey, you can, you don't have to fight anymore. And he says, I just, when's dad gonna be here? And you see Buck just sort of like looks down a little bit. You can see like something in him is kind of dying in that moment as the real him and this illusionary him sort of mixed together. And just turns and looks at him and just says in gritted teeth to Carlisle, you were never there. You weren't there for him. You weren't there for me. You weren't there for this city for just once in your useless goddamn life. Do the right thing. All right. Uh, I'm going to say that you summon this no matter what. What I need from you is to roll 2d4. The higher you get, 
the more effective it's going to be on in this moment. That is a two and a one. It's a three. All right. I think your father seeing this is steps back, like is taken aback. Uh, and, and so much so that he uh, uh, steps back through the illusionary chair, looks down at the chair, makes the connection, looks at the room, looks looks at your mother, who he hasn't seen in quite a while, uh, and looks at you standing there, and he says, I, I, uh, I, I had to, I had to work. I had, I, I had, I had duties. I, we wouldn't have been able to afford the, the care. No. Yeah. I, I have to go. Uh, and your father turns tail and runs out of the room. The moment he does, and I just sort of watch him go and just kind of start backing up with Jin, like pushing them the other mm-hmm. direction. <laughs> like we're leaving also <laughs> type thing. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> Heading think the other direction. I think uh, that Jin absolutely sees this, and I will let you decide, Kelly, does Jamie arrive in time to see this as well? Yes. I think I just sort of like turn the corner as they're coming in my direction. Now, Jamie knows... Of the two of them, Buck's probably got the biggest lung capacity, being just sprinting all the time. Maybe a, a little corrupted lung capacity with how much the two uh, of them smoke. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to sort of like get up to them uh, and I'm going to take the shirt off of my face uh, and I'm going to wrap it around Jin's face and sort of like uh, grab them by the shoulder and start like pulling everyone back towards the exit. Okay. Um, so, you have succeeded in your in your uh, psychic maneuver, Buck, but I think the... the it's like a, a combination of just mental pain and emotional anguish at, at seeing this again. As much as you saw it affect your father, I think it affected you every bit as strongly. And I think as your insides are just wrenching, you, it's almost like your energy is just draining. Even as you manage to back out of the room, uh, and you see a stormtrooper arriving, putting a t-shirt over Jin's head, uh, I think your, your vision starts to go kind of cloudy, and you feel, it's like you start to lose feeling in your body, as your, your body seems to be, your consciousness is almost retreating, like receding from this scene. I feel like I sort of reach up and kind of like, wipe a little bit of blood from my nose and like tears from my eyes at the same time just sort of look at my hand and I'm like hey uh Jen I think I maxed out and kind of slump over mm-hmm. book and like maybe like the last thing you see before you slump over is Jin's wet t-shirt covered face like coming toward you like eyes bright with tears as well like their hand outstretched and then the blackness Mm. Uh, Jin, as Buck collapses and Jamie, both of you would see that even as he collapses, that scene continues to play out. You can still see the illusory Buck. You can still see uh, his brother, whom I don't think any of you have ever seen at this point. Possibly, I think you've all heard that he existed, but you have no real idea of what exactly happened. And you can see now a woman that you recognize to be Buck's mom standing there. And you can watch as even the guards are like mesmerized by this. Uh, one of them fully takes their, their helmet off and just wipes <laughs> a tear. Uh, and one of them's like, man, 
fuck the COO. Uh, and they're all just standing there, <laughs> like just absolutely transfixed at this at this emotional scene. What do the pair of you do? Uh, I uh, am just. I'm gonna try, like, I'm gonna grab Buck and try to get as much of his weight on me, um, and start dragging him. As I look at Jin, Jamal's probably not gonna make it out without help. I've got Buck. Go, I got this. Uh, Jin is watching the illusion play out, uh, transfixed on it just like the rest of the riot guards are for a moment, and they're just like studying, uh, not Buck's mom, not the empty space where Buck's dad should be, not even Buck's brother, but Buck in the illusion. Like they're staring at Buck's face as like that something inside their his eyes is breaking and like there's a look in Jin's face like they're committing that expression to memory like they're etching it into the deepest part of their consciousness oh fuck yeah okay are you he's pretty big are you strong enough to lift him all the way he's like he's so skinny just go I got this that's fair (laughs) okay well Jin keep him safe all right Thanks for looking out for him. <laughs> no, he was... He was looking out for me. He was looking out for all of us. Yeah. You're, and now it's our turn to look out for him. You're a uh, real hoss? Did I use that right? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but I don't think I want to be hoss anymore. Do you want to be a All right, bad- I'll go help Jamal. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Jin looks embarrassed after saying that. Like, quickly scampers out. <laughs> uh, Jin runs down the hall as as Jamie starts to drag Buck's unconscious body. Um, I think Jamie, what I need from you because this this illusion is still kind of playing out, and these guards are just like, wow. I don't even think they've noticed. Uh, and also, the CEO fully ran away. So, um, what I need for you to roll is just a brawn check to see how quickly you get down. Uh, uh, so a three gets you there in an okay amount of time. A five gets you there in like, okay, above a five. And it's like, okay, we are, we're rolling buck numbers at that All point. All right, we got a D8. <laughs> like we're having buck levels of success. We got a D8 plus All right, one cool. since I'm a teen. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Five on the dice. That's a six. A six. Yes! Okay, so you, whew, uh, again, like, he is very thin uh, and very weirdly aerodynamic, despite the fro. Uh, And you just slide him down the hallway as quickly as possible, just after Jin. Jin has already hopped downstairs, has made it down, is all ahead of you. You hear the guards behind you starting to, like, stir as you manage to, like, drop the pair of you down onto the next level. Uh, You can tell that you probably have, like a minute or less to get out of this place before it gets ugly. Uh, and so I'm going to say that, Jin, you don't need to roll anything. You've already lifted the boxes with Jamal before. I think you make it down there. Uh, Jamie, you're also able to make it to where uh, Kimberly and your mom are. The All of you have regrouped. Um, but I think, Jenna like, in isn't... that exit hallway, Kimberly's, like, t- has, like, rushed, like, 15 feet back into the hallway despite their mother's protests and just is like flashlight clicking with their like pen light. It's kind of like a doctor's pen light. So it's like a small beam just to try and help guide the way. 
<laughs> I love that. Uh, you, as you're flashing, you can see it suddenly glints. You can like see the silhouette of a bunch of boxes ahead of you. You're like, oh! And then eventually it glints off of a stormtrooper's helmet uh, <laughs> as your brother then arrives. All of you have regrouped, but unfortunately, Jenna isn't there yet. Uh, Jenna, you and your companions, as you are pushing through, like, you've managed to drag them out of the foam, but it's still a few minutes to get these two grown people down the hall. And unfortunately, the consequence of your role is that you do not make it there before the guards reach you. And you can hear footsteps now from down the hall and echoing through this place as you're sort of dragging. It gets a little bit easier once you're out of the foam because they're very slippery. But you are they are both just sort of stumbling and you can now hear footsteps approaching very quickly. What do you do? Um... How many footsteps do I hear? It sounds like uh, we're going to stick with seven to ten. It sounds like seven to ten sets of footsteps. Okay. Uh, Jenna will relay this to her brother and Matumba. And then um, kind of look. I think she's looking to Matumba for, for direction. But if, if she's like too distraught, then Jenna will make a decision. Uh, she'll look at you and she'll say gonna have to fight our way out of this one kiddo uh and sort of is going to stagger back to her feet uh, and say can i have my umbrella back uh jenna will hand the umbrella back uh she pops she pops off the spear part hands you the shield part uh and then shakily Mm. gets ready to attack nice um jenna will pull out the trank gun all right. Yes. All right. She's got a okay. gun. Uh, okay. Your brother, your, your brother Joe puts his hand on your shoulder and he's like, I don't know where you got a gun from, but I'm going to be honest. This is some serious hoss behavior right now, sis. Uh, and he says, I'll, I'll back you up as much as I can. Uh, and he has like, he's sort of weakly leaning on you and you can tell like, he's going to try and jump in to try and help. Uh, and um, Jenna yeah, will ahead. open her mouth and Clyde is going to call out. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just says, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Clyde, as, the, as he emerges, you're like, my eyes have seen the glory of God. 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 And like, <laughs> purchase and starts serenading you all as you prepare for battle. Uh, and you see again those those figures start to round the corner. Uh, it's like there's it's only slightly light in here. You can tell they have like flashlights, but there's a very low light in this place. Uh, and it's almost it, it feels like we go into slow motion there as they begin to turn the corner and, and like they see you and they're like intruders, and you immediately see the weapons start to come up and some of them start to move in uh, with weapons and some of them start to bring out like billy clubs and stuff and you hear. Matumbo, uh, she doesn't even look at you. She just whispers, again, having lit a cigar. Uh, <laughs> she whispers down, give them no quarter, because they're going to offer you none. Uh, and then she, Yeah, and then uh, I'm going to need a fight roll as the first Yee. of these starts to charge towards you. Right. Oh, no. Eight. Okay, an eight uh, that's going to be opposed by the first of these individuals. Uh, They get a, let's see, 
They get a d10. They rolled a two. Uh, so with an eight, describe for me what happens as the first person you like. You beat them by quite a lot, uh, and so based on based on the gap here, um, you, the attacker's roll is greater. Yeah, uh, the attacker roll is greater by more than four. Uh, that means that this is going to be fairly hurt. Like you can injure this person fairly badly. <laughs> okay, where they will probably need some medical attention. I think okay. Jenna's done this once. She's just like aims for the headshot, hits them with the trank right right there, and then she like puts up the shield in front of uh like her brother to kind of mm-hmm. try to protect them. Okay, so I imagine it because they're wearing the helmet, it flies and hits them in the neck, and they're like, Ugh, "Ow, ow!" and immediately like take a knee. They drop to a knee, uh, and yeah, you and Joe. Joe is like fully defended. Joe's gonna try and charge forward now with the shield to try and like butt, uh, b- like butt through another one. He's gonna roll a fight roll here. Um, it's gonna be opposed as well. Okay. Okay, uh, so he grabs, he bangs into the next one, who just casually pistol whips him over the top of it. Like he, and then, whoop-ah! Joe's knees immediate. Like it's not even Joe doesn't like Joe likes kind of like an ugh, and then just sort of drops to his knees. Like it's sort of like he's he got turned off for a second there. Um, Matumbo, meanwhile, charges forward. Uh, she's going to roll here. She is a, t- a d twenty for fun. Um, <laughs> She didn't roll very well, though. Uh, let's see if she can beat the first one. She did. Uh, Matumbo rolls forward and is <sighs> in the fray. She's got her side. She's ca- she's carrying on. She's, like, slashing, knocking over. It's more of a grapple at this point. Uh, they, basically, you managed to close it up at the distance where they can't really fire their weapons very easily. Uh, Jenna, what are you doing? Like, your brother is in is in trouble. Uh, Matumbo is on the verge of maybe getting, like, turning the tide a little bit. It's up to you. What are you doing in this moment? The the one that I hit, are they, are, would I be able to take their weapon? I will let you, uh, I will let you roll just a, a brawn roll to take it. I will let it only be a three. They are currently, like, semi-conscious in this moment and trying to pull themselves together. I rolled a three exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> you take their weapon. Uh, that one has like so an actual gun. Is with us today. <laughs> <laughs> that one had an actual gun. Oh no! Uh, so this, when you wrestle away from the resistance, is not a trank gun. Uh, they did not. There was no announcement of tranks. Uh, this is a full on. This is a full on gun. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, and I think um, she's just gonna kind of. Throw the the sh- like the umbrella shield over her brother, mm-hmm. and just ready herself to be able to like shoot if something else attacks her. Okay, I think that one you took it from just kind of like collapses to the side upon realizing that they just had their gun taken by a child. They're like, oh no, <laughs> and just sort of collapse to the side. And she's just like, I'll take that. <laughs> do you do you brandish the weapon at the rest of them? Yes. Okay, then what I will I will let you roll a charm roll to try and intimidate them because currently they are they have just a mad woman amongst them stabbing and slashing and kicking and punching and biting, uh, and it's they were not expecting this level of resistance. Uh, I will let you roll a charm roll. You have to hit a ten. If you I hit a ten, think you can I can. I down. have a D four. You got this. <laughs> so many explosions. Two explosions. I believe in you. Ooh. Two explosions. No, I got a one. 
Oh, <laughs> no. Oh. So you just shoot a dude. Plus, like, I'm a child, so two. <laughs> oh, okay. So one of them sees you and is going to, they look at it like, it's a kid. And one of them's like, okay, hey, little girl, just calm down. Like, <laughs> the two of them, like, approach you very slowly, like, okay, little girl, let's just calm down. Nobody needs to get hurt. Meanwhile, like, get over here. Like, Mutombo's just <laughs> attacking the other ones uh, as the two, like, approach you. Uh, you see that one of them is, like, has their hands out. The other one in the back starts to pull out what you recognize as a trank gun. Like, just to be like, okay, uh, what do you do in response? Uh... I think Jenna just says, you wouldn't hurt a kid, would you? And I see what you're grabbing for. If you shoot me, I'm shooting you. Uh, he stops and says, okay. Uh, he's like, just take, puts it back. And they look at each other like, look, nobody needs to get hurt. That's a big gun. Why don't you just hand it over? We'll, we'll let you go. We can just talk it out. All right? Or Again, meanwhile, you'll never take me alive! Uh, you can go the other direction. Yeah, I'm going to roll for Matumba to see if she can throw some help your way in this. Because uh, she is still actively... F- oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> she she rolled a 17. Uh, she rolled a 17. The other one's got a 2. Um, so that means that... Oh, okay. Uh, as they're like, now, little girl, I think you real don't realize you're outnumbered here. And you, suddenly they notice that the screams have stopped. Uh, and they turn around and Matumbo is just standing with one hand against the wall, covered in blood, po- pointing the spear in their direction, the Ikulwa. Uh And she's like, what was that you said about being outnumbered, chump? Uh, and it's uh, not I go ahead about and. The numbers. <laughs> Go ahead and roll another charm roll. Uh, we're going to lower this one to a, a five. Actually, no, not even a five. We're going to roll this no, this one to a three. Uh, if you could, And you got a, an adversity token from the last one. Oh, yeah. I have two adversary tokens. Oh, wait. I just realized that means you can't fail. <laughs> Never mind. There's no roll involved. Uh, if you use the adversity token, you can just use that. Uh, okay. you, I will let you. Yeah, you, I won't even make you roll. There's no point. Uh, they realize now that they have a mad woman on one side and a very a shockingly dangerous child on the other. Uh, <laughs> what do you? I think they look at each other. They uh, they look at you and they say, "You have a point there." Uh, they just sort of set their weapons on the ground and l- kneel down and put their hands over their hands behind their heads. Uh, what does Jenna do at this point? Great. Now stand up and tell us how to get out of here. Uh, they, uh, okay. Uh, I guess we could go out the front. Uh, there's one of the other ones like, well, there's the back entrance through the caves. Oh, that's true. That's probably closer. We could take you to the, the back entrance. The back entrance. Uh, as they're saying this, Matumbo leans around at points at you and like silently mouths like, should I? Like pointing at the Ikulwa and pointing at the two of them. It's well, like, just... <laughs> if you want, you want to. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, okay, gives you a little finger gun. Uh, and as they're just talking, just runs them both through, through the decks, just uh, drops to the ground. She says, it's never worth leaving him alive if you can help it. Let's get out of here, kiddo. No witnesses. Uh, Jenna exactly. smiles. <laughs> She's like, you know, I don't normally say this. But I really like you. Uh, she grabs the shield and and Joe. I think she sort of hoists Joe onto her shoulders. Uh, and she says, too. yeah, and she'll hand you the, the, the Ikulwa and she'll say, you're going to have to be the vanguard. T- uh, hands you one of their flashes along with the Ikulwa and you all can set off if you wish. 
All right. We're going. Oh. Okay. Uh, so After as the rest murder. of you had... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you didn't technically commit murder. You just aided and abetted. Uh, so the rest of them... You can't the be tried as had... an adult. You're like 11. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hmm. fingerprints on The rest on of it. you have congregated... <laughs> Have congregated by the exit. Um, I think you probably well. You they're far enough away. What do you do? Because you know Jenna isn't there. Are you? Have you just been waiting, or have you been running towards Jenna to try and uh, catch up with her? I would be running unless someone tried to stop me. The the moment okay. I got to my mom and Kimberly, I collapsed and started coughing, and like Buck fell on top of me, and I just dropped his body next to me. So I'm out of commission right now. Okay, Kimberly, as you go to take off, because uh, I think I think Jamal also collapses in a fit of sweat. Uh, Jin, you're probably fine, uh, but your 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 mom, Kimberly, uh, lurches towards you and says, "Honey, no!" As you start to go to run down, the I'm going to try and slip past and not even answer her. Okay, I won't even make you roll for it. Uh, it's dark, and you were already 15 feet away from her. Uh, you can absolutely just run. She takes off after you. What is Jin doing? Uh, I think. Jin wants to make sure that these exhausted other teens slash children are going to be okay. So Jin just sort of calls after Kimberly and just goes, make sure Jin is okay. All right? I will. You got this. Uh, Jin, you're Jin. You just yelled, make sure Jin is okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did you say Jenna? I said Jenna. I said Jin. I said a little merge. Make sure Jin is okay. Jin is. Let me do that take again. Hold on. Kimberly, make sure... Jenna is okay, all right? <laughs> I will! <laughs> you watch as the bobbing flashlight disappears down uh, the hall with her mom in hot pursuit. Uh, Kimberly, I think as you are running in the direction, what is Kimberly feeling in this moment? Because I know that you've you've been having a lot of anxiety. Now all the lights have gone out. Uh, you Which can, is another you know stressor. Yep. Yeah, oh goodness. So you're running into the dark right now. Uh, so I have a minus two now because I'm at a level four stress mm-hmm. um, to every roll that I make. But my I, I'm anxious, but I'm more the I think the fear sort of takes a backseat to this other worry more like uh, about Jenna and making sure that my best friend is OK, um, seeing that she's the only one that didn't make it back and that I failed as, as a best friend, my responsibilities to protect them is huge. Um, so as I'm running, I'm going to flip my backpack over to up in front of me. I'm going to reach inside and I'm trying to find uh, my travel chess set. Um, oh, yes. My plan is to, to leave like a, a little surprise for any guards that are chasing us on the ground. Um, if I can get to her in time and, and Mm -hmm. I'm seeing that they are being chased. Yes. I think like, as you manage to like find it just as you see a bobbing light approaching you. And I think there's like a moment like, ah, and then you see that it's glinting off of a very reddish (laughs) Equalwa blade. Uh, and, and I think like you, the two of you immediately recognize like, Oh, that it's each other. Jenna and Kimberly immediately are like, Oh man, over here, over here. Uh, Jenna will run quickly towards you, like helping carry her brother. Um, and I'll like take, uh, Joe's other side to try and like help him over. And like with my other hand, I'll throw my travel chest set and it'll like scatter and like 
open up. Let's I can roll. I can roll if you need me to. But my ideal goal is it like opens in the air and all the little pieces kind of like scatter across the linoleum. Um, mm-hmm. I will make you roll for that. That sounds awesome. I love okay. that. Uh, the the rest of you, like as you turn to go, I think you make it most of like you make it most of the way down and around the corner before you hear more footsteps having come the other way, and then you hear what what the and a few people fall uh, as you have made your escape through the these darkened halls. Uh, within Under moments, my breath, as I'm running, I'm like, meet you again on the board. <laughs> I love it. Um, you, within minutes, are able to regroup. Uh, because of the direction that the guards were coming, you know that the exit like through the caves should be clear, and you already know the way. Uh, is there anything any of you are trying to do before leaving, or are all of you just booking it? Just going. All right. Uh, so, reunited, the group makes your way through the caves. Uh, I think there, towards the end, you can, like, you could almost feel that these guards are starting to figure out kind of that what's going on, that there may have been somebody who exited through here. Like, even though they're not right on your trail, uh, you can, you start to feel the presence, like, as they're beginning to figure out and they're starting to head in your direction. You make it to the mouth of the cave. Uh, as you make it to the mouth of the cave, um... Uh, Matumbo throws out her hand and she says, wait a second. Uh, and she puts her hands over her mouth and makes like a bird call. And then from the trees a- above the ravine, you hear a bird call responding. And she's like, my partner, he had our back. Uh, and the- those of you, uh, the rest of you can see the school janitor, Mr. Ben right. W, who I, do, I don't know if any of you have heard his name before other than just Ben W. Uh, but as you like make your way out of the ravine, you see that he has a full on sniper rifle. <laughs> he's just sitting there like he was posted up. Uh, and he's like, I think Jenna just looks at Kimberly and goes, you were right. <laughs> uh, he says, everything go OK down there? Uh, and she's like, oh yeah, things went very okay. And throws him the, uh, throws him the eco while he looks at it and says, oh wow, yeah, it looks exciting. Looks at the rest of you and says, uh, pleasure to finally meet you, kids. My name's Benjamin Watson. And holds out a hand. My jaw just drops. <laughs> Stand <laughs> silence. <laughs> I know Maxine here, uh, she told me she told you pretty much everything, so <laughs> mum's the word. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Uh, and he, he like hangs the sniper <laughs> rifle over his shoulder because he realizes he's saying this as he's like brandishing a weapon uh, and <laughs> puts it over. He says, "Not meant to be threatening to you." <laughs> uh, and goes around and very friendly shakes everybody's hands. Yeah, Jen is shaking like they're still covered in plaster a little bit, and they're and they're just like wide eyed, slack jawed. But Mr. Watson, if you're so cool, why are you stuck being a janitor? Well, I thought that was the easiest way to infiltrate the goings-on and and be uh, inconspicuous. You see, I was trying to sort of bounce. The the end goal was for me to bounce from the school to larger facilities, and I was hoping that I'd be able to get a job cleaning the lab. We should talk about this as we go, because uh, you yeah, can now yeah. hear, like, you can now hear footsteps echoing through the cave. He says, give me a minute. I'll catch up. Uh, <laughs> he unloads the sniper <laughs> rifle and, and just waves the rest of you on. Uh, meanwhile, um, Bernard is sitting in the... Like, you can hear the the rolls just revved as the Rolls Royce is sitting there with the passenger door uh, the back door is open ready for you guys I'll just like Uh, when he goes to shake Jenna's hand Jenna says I don't do touching and then um, 
before they go, Jenna's actually going to go kind of like touch the wall or the floor of the cave and see if she can sense where, where Myriad is. Mm. Okay. If it's okay. Um, yes, I will I will let you roll a... This won't be like a super duper painful thing. I will let you roll a psionic die. Uh, we will call this a four. If you can hit a four, then you can get an impression of where Myriad might be. What dice do I roll? I've never actually used a psionic die yet. Okay. Well, it's a 2d4s. 2d4s, okay. This is May 1st. Okay, I got a three and a two. Oh, hit a five. Okay. Um, you, as you touch this, uh, feel like you hear that like that same resonance, that sort of singing that kind of rises up in your mind, the chorus of voices. You feel that echoing far away, uh, but like not in the, it feels like it has flowed out of the facility and it feels like there's a joy to it as if uh, they have been freed. And a lot of Myriad has escaped. Um, the the You know for a fact that with the amount of damage that you all did in there, and with the amount of foam that got uh, got blasted in, it's unlikely they're going to be able to continue those experiments anytime soon. Um, I think Jamie definitely needs help carrying Buck to the car, but refuses to ever fully like let go of Buck. Uh, so whoever's on one side of Buck, Jamie is like still like coughing uh, heavily and like limping, uh, able unable to breathe from inhaling too much of the the foam, but will not uh, let anybody fully take Buck. Okay. Uh, Mutumbo is definitely going to help with first aid. Like, she's going to start as you guys get into the Rolls Royce. And then after a few moments, after some suspicious pops, uh, after <laughs> Ben then runs over, uh, while that's happening, she's been doing, like, first aid. So I think she would help with uh, Jin's, like, nasty <laughs> bump on their head. Uh, any, like, bruises or bumps. I think she would try and uh, resuscitate Buck, like, kind of revive him if possible. Um, Buck, I will ask you. Where do you think your mind has been throughout all of this? Like, what has Buck been experiencing while unconscious? Is it possible that I've been communicating with Myriad? Absolutely, yes. I've been communicating with Myriad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What have you been saying? What have you been communicating? Just communing, basically? Hanging out? Yeah, I, I, would, say, I would say it would transcend language. But I am trying to get a feel for the, whether or not they're just going to go and be at peace and be fine. You know what I mean? Like this, that we, that we have not in fact unleashed some terrible scourge on <laughs> little Manus and big Manus. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. Uh, with your encounter with Myriad, like as you're sort of conversing back and forth, you get the sense that like Myriad has always been here. Myriad was here before the city was established. Myriad was here in the old days, uh, before the, col the colonists even came. Uh, and, Though their powers have kind of been amplified by the experimentation that's been done, uh, they don't really have any sense of, like, animosity towards the people because they kind of are the people. And I think that's kind of the, the understanding that you gain. The people that live here, their consciousnesses, are, and especially the ones that die here, their consciousnesses kind of start to make up Myriad, their consciousnesses and memories. And so there is no hatred for the people of this place. Does that mean they knew my brother Abe? Well, you did see that Jenna's mom kind of appeared in the in Myriad. 
Uh, I will say, if you go searching for your brother, you feel a familiar presence. A, I think it's like that moment of the bedside again. Knowing that he could go find him, Buck doesn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, he, I think as it begins to uh, like materialize, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. And okay. you turn away. Wait. New deal. All right. So Jenna and I already made one deal with you. Okay. If you're here and you're cool and my brother's with you and he's cool, if you'll let us like keep our powers and whatever, we'll keep an eye on things and make sure that everybody stays cool. Uh, roll a charm roll. That is an 11. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I literally I'm, was I'm like, sitting. here we go. Luck's running out. Nope. Got one more in me. Had one more. I was going to call it a seven. Um, <laughs> I think with that, as you make that case, uh, you feel like it's almost as, as though Myriad was sort of watching you and seeing how you interacted like with your brother and how you were interacting with them and has watched how selflessly you've behaved and how selflessly all of you have behaved and how willing you have been to even those of you in Jin's case, perhaps they didn't have the best reputation with a lot of people. It's clear that that reputation was really poorly founded uh, and that Jin it's real. It's a real jock with a heart of gold situation there. Uh, and I think like observing how 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 none of you have abused their powers the way that those scientists had been trying to and the way that Cross Corporation had intended to. Uh, I think Myriad just, you feel them nod. Like, and they say, it's a deal. Then I would say when I hear that, I just sort of wake up in the, <laughs> in the back of the Bentley. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is Jen in the Bentley? Absolutely. Jin was actually in the middle of tr- trying to put smelling salts <laughs> on <Yeah. your> <laughs> I'm like, then you have a... <laughs> Why do you do that on purpose? Kicks ah. like a mule. Yep. Is this me? I mean, I guess we lived. Did we win? We yeah. did. The, the Bentley is currently driving, by the way. Yeah. Uh, all the doors are closed. It's currently driving, and you see that uh, Mutumbo and Ben W., Ben Wanson, are sitting on on her chopper next to you. Like, Ben is sitting on the back. Uh, <laughs> they're sort of, like, giving you an armed escort away from the site. Oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen when my dad gets home, but I think he's going to have some other things to worry about going forward. <laughs> yeah, your dad's a real piece of work. By that, I mean a, a, a total dickbag. Yeah, he's an asshole. But you see why he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, h- hey, Buck. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I-, I know that your brother, Abe, right? Yeah. I know Abe's probably with Myriad now, but I just wanted to say... Abe's also with you in your heart and his life his life meant something and even though he fought so hard and still died just like how you're right I might lift all this weight and still not get anywhere how he lived how I live how you live how all of us live it still matters the fact that you loved him that you loved someone and that he loved you back matters. 
and Buck, I'm I'm really sorry that your brother suffered at the end. I truly am. And I'm so happy that he had you with him until Myriad came for him. Until it was his time. And if what you take from Abe is that his death was painful and that he suffered greatly, then I think that's okay. I, I think it's okay that you're standing still. And you can stand still for as long as you need, as long as you want. But I hope that one day, you're able to remember Abe the way he was before he died, too. The strong, passionate brother who lit a fire inside you. And I, I hope that one day that fire doesn't burn you anymore. But it nourishes you. And that his memory isn't a scar, but a blessing. And that one day, I hope I get to see you run again. You're putting me in a really awkward position here, bro, because I already exerted, like, significant effort in the assistance of my friends here, which is sort of contradictory to my raison d'etre <laughs> or whatever, so I'll make a deal with you. I'll run again if we apply to the same schools. <laughs> I'm probably going to need a scholarship because I don't know if my dad's going to pay for it now. <laughs> <laughs> Jin's eyes, like light up like Christmas lights immediately and like they look so excited and happy. Yes! Well, yes, yes, absolutely, yes. Uh, yeah, I would love that. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, bro. Whatever, man. That's, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, a, it's this one time it's all right to be excited about something. <laughs> you know? Okay! And Jim, like yeah. an excited puppy, like grabs your hand and like, you know, is just sort of excitedly jittering next to you. Oh, um... And I just sort of like reconnect to the mental thing. I'm like, hey, everybody, I talked to Myriad. They're not going to kill like all the humans. And we get to keep our powers. So that's pretty cool. Nobody tell Jamie, though. Like, I don't feel left I'm out. I'm right here. <laughs> 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 you didn't realize you were saying it out loud as <laughs> at the same time. Um, I think after, after, it's after that interaction with uh, Buck and uh, Jen, hearing Buck say, that uh, the two of them are going to apply to the same school. I think Jamie almost like involuntarily like separates a little bit from Buck and kind of like stares out the window and just sort of like zones out a bit. Um, your your mother has had her arms around the pair of you. I think just holding you very close, uh, especially you, Kimberly. And she's stroking your hair. And I think at first it's like. How could you do that? How could you run away like that? Uh, and then as as the 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 ride goes on longer and the adrenaline starts to lower, she starts to say, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. You did such a good job. My little girl did such a good job. My little chess genius. Uh, just rubbed and stroking your hair. That was an incredible plan. Your plan was so good. That was, I couldn't have come up with that. You should become some kind of a strategist. That was my goodness. Huh. And then she just sort of runs out of steam and huh. <laughs> A like big smile is on Kim's face that just can't fade away um, as their stress begins to like dissipate. And um, I think like her head is like in her mom's like shoulder, uh, but her hand is reaching out and holding Jenna's hand or maybe not holding Jenna's hand, but like is near Jenna. 
I imagine Clyde has bridged the gap. Like, Clyde has crawled down to Jenna's <laughs> hand and is touching your hand with one of their legs uh, just to sort of bridge the gap between the pair of you. Uh, and uh, Clyde is absolutely, like, sitting sitting there singing, like, Sitting by the dock of the bay. Uh, just, like, trying to sing some calming music. Uh, I guess to the whistle part. Uh, as we cut over to Jenna. Jenna, your brother Joe is sitting next to you. He has his arm over you, like, sort of around the seat, but not on you. Uh, and he sort of leans down and he says, Um, look, I don't know what we're going to tell dads. But, like, that was uh, that was really scary and really wild. And I feel like we may have saved, like, the world. But also, that was incredible what you did. And don't you ever tell anyone that I said that. But, like, we need to hang out more. And I think we tell them the truth. Like, they won't believe us anyway. They didn't the first time. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, hey, uh, yeah. Also, I'm grounded um, and... I'm going to need an excuse for why I left. Don't worry about it. I'll say it took you out for ice cream. Because <laughs> I love ice cream. Yeah, well, uh, he thinks for a moment, he's like, what do you love? Murder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I think <laughs> Jenna kind of just looks over and sees Kimberly and her mother uh, and then looks out the window uh, and thinks kind of to herself, but maybe trying to think to Myriad, just take care of her for us. Um, you feel that familiar presence as Myriad sort of brings your mother's pr- uh, presence to the fore and she looks at you and she, she nods and she says, you take care of them for me, sweetie. Jenna nods, but she thought about it for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your mom drifts back into Myriad, and I imagine uh, the the rest of the trip goes pretty uneventfully. You pull back into Silver Screen Rentals. Uh, everybody is free to go their separate ways. Um, still at, before we cut to where everyone else goes, still at Silver Screen Rentals, there is a a woman, uh, Anita, um, <laughs> Anita Corso is sitting there sort of by the side, like, as you pull up, she walks over and says, oh, there you are. I was wonder, and just sees, like, people covered in blood yeah, and like, foam and, and, and dust, yeah, and smoke and all this stuff, and she's like, uh... Should I? Uh, she turns to you, Jamie, who is, I guess, wearing a full stormtrooper outfit minus yeah. the helmet, and she says, "What? What is? Do you still need me?" Uh, I mean, we the blob. Um, it's not the blood moon, but we we kind of got interrupted. Do you want to stick around? Maybe tomorrow we could uh, schedule a new one. I don't know if you have. We've been through a lot today. I can see that. Just some real shenanigans in the woods there. Some some fun uh would you go dress up and uh that, I take this is that, is that I take the blood? the still like I whip out the sword and I kinda of put it on my shoulder and I'm I say, just saving the world and then I fumble a bit in my pocket for the keys to unlock the door. Uh <laughs> 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 She's like, huh. 
you know, you got a little bit of a way with words there. You should try writing sometime. Uh, no, ma'am. I just rent them. <laughs> She's He's like, like your number one fan. Really? Yeah. Did, did you watch the Andy Griffith show, too? Uh, and immediately starts to like connect and she's like well you know uh because those of you who don't know anita corso was andy griffith's love interest and eventually uh his wife on the andy griffith show so hot. uh <laughs> yeah she actually was she really was uh, very pretty um but uh we're gonna sort of cut from the from the scene at silver screen rentals uh there's at least one thing that i want to see which is Jin, we have not seen your home yet. Out of everyone, yours is the only house we have not seen. Uh, or I assume after you know every kind of everybody has kind of debriefed. Uh, what do, what time? Like, where do you go? When do you get home? And what does it look like? It's. Well, I assume it's very late by the time Jin gets home. Uh, and like mm-hmm. they're still kind of covered in plaster. They said all their goodbyes to all their newfound friends at Silver Screen Rentals. They'd been dropped off in the Bentley, maybe even. And we see this little like ch- kind of rusted chain link fence with this low kind of weed choked grass uh, that looks like someone has desperately and despairingly tried to mow the lawn every so often, but just given up maybe two weeks ago. And it's a duplex. And Jin's uh, house or home is on the second floor. And Jin's uh, room is in the attic. And they walk up like these cracked stone steps uh, of the duplex. They fumble with their keys a little bit. They let themselves in. Uh, They can sort of hear music coming from their downstairs neighbors, like house just playing, even though it's almost midnight, just kind of booming through the door. They go up the stairs, they go into their house, uh, and they see that the kitchen light has been left on, as their mother always does when they come home late after, like, powerlifting practice or just hanging out with the powerlifting folks. And we see there's, like, a little, like, thing of dinner that's been left out for them. Uh, and it's, like, a thing of, um, steamed uh, egg. Uh, gung, which is, like, kind of left out, uh, just big bowl of this, this kind of, like, jellied, viscid, yellow substance uh and a thing of rice and some like fresh vegetables and um it's rather like kind of run down it looks like a very well cared for home but like against the owner's best wishes like just because of just how bad the infrastructure is there can't help but be drafts uh and like creaky floorboards and like a kind of ever going drip in one corner that has a bowl underneath it uh that is just there for catching the drip uh and Jin sort of like scuttles over to the food they sit down right and they like start digging into the eggs like just just freaking inhaling it uh with the rice <laughs> and and there's like a, a truly vicious montage of them just eating. Uh, and then they kind of like when they're done, they go back up. They go up their stairs toward the attic. But before they do, they pause at their parents' bedroom. And I think they see that the light is still on, even though it's almost midnight, which is unusual because their parents go to sleep very early because they have very early morning shifts. And Jin sort of pauses and like kind of like leans their ear in a little bit to like hear what their parents might be saying. Um mm-hmm. And if it's okay with you, Jeremy, uh, I would love it if, like, the conversation is about, like, college applications or something. Like, a, a fretful yeah. kind of, like, I'm worried for our child. Yeah. Uh, your mom, I think, is like, look, I, I, we're not going to be able to afford to send them anywhere. Uh, and I think your father is like, I've been trying to get them to work. They, they Look, I think we're going to have to face it. They're probably not going to be a doctor. We might have to embrace the athletics thing. Uh, and your mom is like, oh, boy. Okay, okay, look. 
Um, I'll go to the library. Uh, I will check out some books. Maybe we can figure out ways to, to push this athletics thing as far as it can go. Uh, maybe I can start cooking certain meals and they start like trying to strategize like over the best way. And they're like, but wait, what schools, what schools, what schools are good for this? What are, what do they play again? Um, they're trying to like figure out like, I know it wasn't tennis. Uh, <laughs> as they're going through, that's, yeah. I think that's what you hear. I think Jin actually <laughs> chuckles to themselves when they hear that. Uh, not too long ago, hearing a conversation like that would have put them down and made them feel really bad about themselves. But now they just kind of chuckle. And in fact, I think they just, without even knocking, they just push the door open and they walk in. Uh, <laughs> they look. You're, both your parents look up, they're like, Jin! What happened to you? <laughs> so you were like still covered. Yes, you know, absolutely. Like the, in plaster. Absolutely covered in yeah, in plaster. Still probably smell a lot like sweat and yep. like just everything. Yeah, probably got some foam on you uh, from the some foam and some blood just from the general milieu. Uh, as you walk in, they they just stare at you in horror as you appear in the room. <laughs> Yeah, Jin just doesn't say anything, actually, which is uncharacteristic, because usually they're fumbling with their words and justifying their existence to their mom and their dad, but they just walk up to both of them and wordlessly, with their uh, uh, suspiciously strong arms, pull both of their parents into a big hug. I think they, there's like a moment of like, what? What is going on? But as you do that, uh, they both embrace you as well. Uh, and your mom is like, honey, I will cook you whatever meals you need for your lacrosse. <laughs> as she hugs you very tightly back. Uh, <laughs> thanks, mom. Thanks. A and it's powerlifting. Powerlifting. But that, 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 thank you. And, um, oh. They yeah, kind of look at I, each I other. Was... Your dad's like, I like the name. Well, what kind of what? And they turn back and yeah, they like they, they expect they go for, like you can explain to them essentially what's going on. Yeah, Jin like lets go and like excitedly just goes on like this little info dump of what powerlifting is, talking about it, talking about it. Like goes off, and when they're done, they sort of end it off with, and um, sorry I came home so late. I was um hanging out with some new friends. We were doing this little like movie rehearsal. Yeah, this is all movie stuff. I was at Silver Screen Rentals, so. Oh, is it always so messy there? Only when we're rehearsing, but Jamie, the person who works there, actually keeps things really clean and in order. Hmm. They look at each other, I like Jamie better than that Joe. Uh, and they say, tell us more about this, Jamie, uh, and begin to, like, chat with you as we cut away uh, from you bonding with your parents in a whole new way to Kimberly and Jamie having arrived home. Uh, your mother is, I think she collapses into the seat, uh, and your father, had, like, is just kind of coming through like, hey, kid, whoa, what's, what's wrong? What's, what's wrong, everybody? What's going on? Dudes, where were you all today? I, I used the line saving the world earlier today, but then I fumbled it by um, not being cool a moment later. But um, uh, Mom will explain. Uh, uh, Kim, you want to go uh, hang out? Yeah, I was thinking we could take our mattresses off and, you know, put them next to each other on the floor and make a pillow fort. Sure. That sounds good. Um, Dad, your uh, stormtrooper armor is a little bit busted, but here you go. Oh, it's like a replica. Buddy, this, 
yeah, this was an exact replica. <laughs> like, his eyes fill with tears. He's like, honey, we're going to need to talk about this. Uh, he, sets, he sets it down, but he, he sees that the first priority is your mom, who looks really deflated. So as he goes over to her, as the pair of you uh, leave and go set your mattresses up and everything, uh, is there anything you'd like to discuss uh, as you have, like, a nice little night together? Um, yeah. Uh, I think as we sort of, like, get all of our creature comforts in order, probably just playing the thing again, uh, all of the right <laughs> snacks and stuff. Um, I just sort of like sit there and I uh, look at Kimberly and I say, <clears throat> um, so is the, is it still in there? Yeah, I think we get to keep it. Cool. But it's like, it's there all the time, but I'm still me. Yeah. And, you know, like, regret it? Not at all. It's pretty awesome to get to experience, like, the inner workings of how other people's minds work. I've never had this... It's almost like an emptiness, but I mean that in such an amazing way. My mind always has this, like, hum to it. And having this other thing to focus on... I don't know. It's relaxing. Hmm. Well, I'm glad for you. I... I'm glad that I didn't take it. I... You were a total hero even <laughs> without it. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know. Everyone is changing... Um, Buck and Jen are apparently gonna leave and go to school. I think Jenna witnessed a murder, so therapy at might at one point might be in order. Um, I'm you just have this calmness about you now, but I don't know. I didn't that didn't interest me. I like going to work and renting people movies knowing exactly what they want. Um, You've already got your shit figured out. And then I, like, put my <laughs> hand over my mouth. You got that from Buck, didn't you? In his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I just, like, lean into you. Um, and, like, we've got, like, a big popcorn bowl between us that we're munching on. Um, I was just gonna say it's the scene where they're testing everybody's <laughs> blood uh, in yeah. the thing, so they're just <laughs> they're just about to get to the last one when it jumps out uh, as the pair of you start to like uh, cuddle watching the watching the screen. Yeah, and I think in um, that moment, even though um, I don't have tele any te any telepathy or any sort of powers or anything, I think um, just being in that moment with my sister, I know exactly what she's thinking. It's beautiful. Um, and as we as we fade away from that, we will jump over to Jenna, who has arrived back with your brother. Uh, now, I imagine that you I should I should we then say that you told your your dad's everything? Oh, yeah, I think. I mean, Jenna told him everything the first time. Yeah, that's true. And then she uh, got grounded. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're both standing there in utter, like, utterly perplexed. Do you want them to believe you, or are you hoping they don't? 
Uh, I'm down with leaving it up to a roll. Okay. Then roll a charm roll. Uh, now, the pair of you are covered in <laughs> suppressant foam, uh, blood. Both of you probably smell very strongly of sweat. You have been out all day. Uh, go ahead. And you do, I imagine, still have technically a tranquilizer gun with you. <laughs> uh, do, go ahead and roll. I don't know if you show it to them, but uh, go ahead and roll a charm roll. We're going to say that this is a charm of eight. I rolled a one. Your oh my god! Look at you, utterly Plus I'm perplexed. I'm a child, so I get two. <laughs> <laughs> they are just like, honey, that is the most insane thing I have ever heard in my life. That is, you can't just come in here spouting a blah, 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 and the other one, and, and you, Joe, you should have known better. They just start la- laying into the pair of you. Um, I think Joe, as he, as, like, you two are kind of, they're yelling at you, he looks down at you, sort of leans down and out of the corner of his mouth, he whispers, <laughs> worth it. Uh, as they begin, proceed to ground the pair of you for much longer than before. I think Jenna is just smiling, which probably just looks creepy. So, <laughs> Especially with, like, Clyde on your shoulder. Also, like, I'll say that as you reveal your teeth, Clyde reveals his fangs, uh, just sort of holds them up. Uh, and that I think that puts a quicker end to the conversation. Uh, is there anything that you would like to play out uh, in like with you or brother or your dads before we cut away? Um, I think that when Jenna goes to walk up to her room, because she's grounded again. She just says, Mom's dead, but she still thinks about us. And Jenna will go up to her room. Uh, even as you don't look back, uh, your your dad, uh, your biological dad, looks at you, and his eyes fill with tears. And he doesn't even say anything in response. He just nods and gets a little bit of a half smile and then goes and sits uh, and gazes at a family photo that was taken when your mom was still pregnant with you with your little brother being held in his arms uh your mom smiling with her hands over her belly uh just smiling and reminiscing as you go up to your room and uh from there we will cut away now to buck now buck are you going because there? I think your situation is a little bit trickier. What is your plan? Like, are you just going home and seeing what happens, or are you trying something well, else? To be clear, we stole all this evidence, all this proof. Um, was yes. someone else taking this to the to the press, to the newspaper? Yes. Or uh, okay, right, uh, right. Matumbo and Ben. Uh, Matumbo, Matumbo and Ben absolutely would have said, "We got this. Don't even worry about it." Uh, it. And they, yeah, they take it off, uh, and they, yeah, they have it very secured. Then, um, on the way home, I would have told Bernard, Bernard everything that happened. And when we got home, previously I described as out in the common areas where all of my father's accolades and there was no sign of any of us, but he had all these pictures in his room of us when we were growing up that all stopped, um, when, when Abe died, um, I would go in the house and I would arrange the furniture in the same way in that vision with the with the seat where he should have been and i would go upstairs and take all those pictures and bring them all downstairs so that when he comes home he's going to see all of this 
and I would sit down in the chair that I was in, and I wait for him. All right. You wait. Power move. And you wait, <laughs> and you wait, and uh, walking in very late at night, uh, almost kind of stumbling in, uh, looking quite disheveled, uh, f- f- top few buttons unbuttoned, tie loosened, uh, just sort of oh, smelling, you can tell, of alcohol. Uh, it looks like your dad went and tried to drink his his sorrows away. Uh, comes kind of stumbling into the house, uh, looks up and sees you with this display that you've set up. And says, Moses? You know, I tell all my friends all the time that effort in like working hard at stuff is kind of futile because we're all just going to die one day anyway. But the truth is, I've been working real hard at hating you. So, I saw today just how strong all my friends are. And I realize I'm willing to give this one more chance. And I just motioned for the seat for him to sit down. Uh, I think he goes. He goes and collapses into the chair uh, and just puts his head in his hands for a moment and then just sort of lowers them to his mouth and then looks at you. Uh, and he says, "You were, you were right. I, w- I wasn't there for you. I wasn't, I wasn't there for, for her. I wasn't there for, I wasn't there for him. I was, I was, um, I was scared. Um, I, sh- I should have been stronger. I should have been there for all of you." I learned earlier tonight that all that stuff I've been reading about the interconnectedness of all things and all that, it's all real, Dad. And uh, I realize as mad as I've been, that's not what he would have wanted. And like it or not, we're all we got left. So I stand up. And I just walk over to him and I extend my hand and I just say, my name is Moses Adams, but my friends call me Buck after the porn star. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, he looks up at you and he says, and my name is Carlisle Adams. And I'm CEO, COO. We'll see if that lasts. Of cross company, and he looks up and he reaches out his hand and it takes your hand and he says, "And I have the best son in the whole wide world." <laughs> you have two of the best sons in the whole wide world, and I hug him. Yeah, he fully breaks down uh, as he hugs you back and holds you. Uh, and I think Bernard just very ever so quietly comes in, sets down some more sandwiches, uh, a selection of hot drinks, and then just gently pats you on the shoulder. I will actually with the other arm, I reach out and I hug <laughs> Bernard too. <laughs> no, he comes in, he's like, I didn't think I was going to be allowed in work. Uh, and just starts sobbing along with your dad as he embraces nope. both of you. And uh, while I don't have to unpack this poor traumatized boy full psychology, he says true things to his father about how he really felt, how he's really held it in. He really does let it out. 
and right. does his best to let it go. Yes. Okay. That was beautiful. The following, I think it's the following day. Uh, nothing really happens news-wise, but then come Monday, the papers are filled with info, filled with evidence, uh, and a lot of the stories, in fact, all of the stories, those of you who read these would notice, all of them mention Margaret's mother as being the first reporter to have cottoned on to all of this and, like, explicitly credit her. Uh, none of them identify you as people who were involved in all of this, but it's like, it's everybody's exposed. Uh, this, the court proceedings begin, I, like, it's, it's not too long before it's like the, uh, uh, Mr. Adams is going to have to step down as COO. This is not going to work. Like, it's it's immediate that uh, and within, you know, weeks, the announcements of legal action, prosecution, uh, the proceedings. Of course, Cross Company is dealt a massive blow. Um, we don't have to get into all the specifics, but suffice it to say, uh, Cross is never quite able to leverage the same amount of power again. Got to save something for the sequel. Well, that's what that's about. <laughs> I have something exactly. for the sequel. Yes. Uh, but leading into the sequel, I suppose, uh, I want for each of you to tell me, I can tell you what I have in mind for how other characters will engage with each of you um, going forward. But um, I will start, uh, we'll start with the, the, we'll start in reverse order of how we introduced, uh, how we introduced ourselves at the top of the episode. So which means we're going to start with Jin. Uh, now I can tell you what I had in mind for how other people might engage with your character, or you can just go and then we'll see if what I have to say fits in. What, which would you prefer? Why don't you hit me with that good, good NPC engagement stuff first? Go for it. Okay. So right off the bat, I think, the I think that Joe would have come to you and would have, while we don't need to play out the whole scene, he absolutely would have said, look, um, what I said about you being able to get people to like you and, and me, like, struggling with that, it's real. Um, and I just gotta say, you really are an impressive power lifter, Jin, and you're an impressive person, and, um... I know that, like, you were talking about applying to schools and stuff, and I've seen how you've acted when the rest of us have talked about it. I'm guessing you need a scholarship, don't you, buddy? Yeah, I do. Well, then, to make up for how much of an absolute bag of dicks I've been, I want to help train you, like, as much as possible. Like, I will be there... I will spot you. I will hook you up with, like, more protein if you need whatever you need, whatever support. I'll be there at the meets. You know, like, use me to give you, like, all of my expertise. And all I ask is that, like, maybe you can point out when I'm being an absolute bag of dicks again. So maybe, like, I could get a little, get people to like me for, you know, the right reasons, I guess. <laughs> you know, Joe, I forget if I told you this or if I just thought it psychically, but I'm going to say it again. There was a time when I would have really, really, really wanted to and have fantasized and dreamed about just cussing you out. Just just be being so mean to you and saying all the rude things that I've seen you say to other people, but I was too... 
but I was too scared to say to your face. But, um, that doesn't feel right anymore. That doesn't feel like what I want to do anymore. And I've changed these past few days, and I think you have too. Or at the very least, I want to hope that you're beginning to change and that you want to. Because you have a really kick-ass little sibling, and <laughs> it would be yeah, a shame if you kept behaving the way that you used to, because I think that would mean your relationship wouldn't do so great. But, um, while I absolutely, yes, uh, will take you up on the offer of training me, because, uh, yes, that would be amazing, um, there's something I want more. More than that. Name it. Joe, I, I really think you should apologize to everyone that you've bullied. Starting with Jamie. Oh, you know, Jin buddy, I'm real strong, but that's a lot to lift. Ah, uh, I think I he looks down. <laughs> for, he looks down for a moment and looks back up, and he's like, "If um, if if you think it's important, can, can you go with me? Like when I like like maybe not to everybody, but like at least for like Jamie and stuff." Yeah, yeah, I will, and. What's important is you're gonna have to be okay with if he doesn't accept your apology. That you're gonna have to be okay with that. And I owe him an apology too. I owe everyone an apology too for standing by and not saying or doing anything as you were really mean to them. And um, I'm gonna have to be okay with them not accepting that either. But uh. it's the right thing to do. Uh, the movie won't be released for, I think, another two years, but he Predator <laughs> handshakes you. They stole uh, it from him. And he says... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, meanwhile, Schwarzenegger's Schwarzenegger walking by. He's like, <laughs> walking by. that's it? <laughs> uh, and he looks deep in your eyes and he's like, tag team apology tour. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Absolutely. So yeah, Jin would totally like take point on doing the tag team apology tour. It's basically all the poor kids who have been bullied by the powerlifting team, like heads dunked in toilets, like lunches stolen, all that stuff. Just apologized and in addition to that, Jin would have like obviously made sure that that didn't happen again and would be like a lot more vocal from now on. If they were noticing a Joe slipping into old habits, like they would just put their foot down and say something, right? But not in a way that's like really mean and gratuitous and vicious, like you're such a bag of dicks <laughs> and you're useless to bully or whatever, but just being like, hey, that's not cool. Come on, mm -hmm. you know better. You know, and we just step in like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, in addition to that, Jin would also start like actually applying to colleges because I think this is their junior year. Uh, they're working on their personal essay and they're working on that training regimen that they're letting Joe help them out with. And they're mm -hmm. looking at the list of colleges and like reshuffling it, reconfiguring it. And they would also like talk to Buck about like which of the colleges he would want to go to, which ones has the, have the best athletic programs, like both sort of gun for, right? One on track and field and one on the lifting team. Would have like mm -hmm. hung, try to hang out at Buck's house a lot because of that. Can 
can I throw in the idea then that Jamal, seeing as you've made up with him a little bit, I think he would he would probably go out of his way to try and connect with you, maybe invite you to a chess meet here or there. And if he heard that you were like in the process of writing essays, he's real <laughs> good at writing essays. He would yes. like absolutely offer to help with that process. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Jamal is one of the people Jin definitely would want to hit on the apology tour too. Like one of the mm-hmm. first people that uh, they'd go to outside of uh, Jamie, uh, and Z would just sort of like look at Jamal and just you know like I think how they would have opened up the apology is bring out like a box of toys that they would used to play with. I think um, miniatures uh, mm-hmm. of like a specific kind of tabletop role playing <laughs> game, and they would have like placed it down and offered to play with Jamal. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, the pair of you start playing again. Uh, and in between in between that, you're uh, absolutely accelerating your college applications. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful time. Uh, is that is that does that wrap it up for you for Jin? I would say so. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, then we will go to Margaret. Jenna. Uh, I again have a, a suggestion that I can offer if you're down. Yeah, I have an idea of something as well, but uh, we can start there for sure. Okay. I think first things first, uh, Joe would have immediately started making, he would have apologized to you again formally, like with Jin. You would have been like another early stop on the <laughs> apology tour. Uh, basically being like, he would have, the gist would have been like, look, I wasn't there for you as much as I should have been. Uh, I've missed you and I want to reconnect with you and get to know you better and all that kind of stuff. And from then I think on, Jenna he would, just would act- like look behind and be like, you didn't put him up to this, did you? To Jin. Uh, Jin? What does Jin uh, say? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. I completely blanked out on the first part. Can you tell me what the context is again? Sure. Uh, Joe has basically, on the apology tour, one of the early stops, gone to Jenna and apologized for just basically mm. being a bad brother and not having been there for her over the years and not having supported them and so forth. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Jin, in that case, uh, <laughs> would just sort of like chuckle a little bit as they're standing next to Joe and go, uh... You know, Jenna, there's a part of me that kind of wanted to lie to you, but I have a feeling that even before all this stuff, you have psychic powers. I could tell when someone was lying and could maybe even hex them. So, yes, I did put Joe up to this. <laughs> I figured. But it's Apology. sincere. That doesn't mean it's not sincere. Please do not hex us. Apology accepted. <laughs> oh, visibly flop See? sweating. See, Joe? Yeah. Isn't it nice me. to apologize? Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, yeah, absolutely, sis. I won't touch you. May I high five Clyde? Jenna will look to Clyde if Clyde wants to be high five. I suppose that can be arranged as Clyde like walks forward and extends a single <laughs> a single leg. Uh, and he just sort of Joe sticks out a finger tentatively and just touches the leg. Uh, and you hear Clyde be like, <laughs> right on. Uh, oh. and sort of scuttle back over. Uh, Clyde, I got you something, too. Some more bugs from my house. And, like, Jin just holds out a plastic baggie of various critters that they'd found in their duplex. <laughs> uh, Clyde's like, yes. And emits, like, flames to, like, start <laughs> roasting all of the crickets. Like, summons lit, uh, summons Myriad's powers. Just... Uh, as we cut from that to the rest of uh, what happens with Jenna. Go ahead. Um, If... Kimberly doesn't mind. I think that uh, Jenna would invite Kimberly over. Sure. And uh, when you come over, Jenna opens up a closet door and inside 
there's like what looks like a crime scene investigation. And it's clearly of Sheila, her mother. But then she flips it over and it's a new mission. And she's like, now that we've solved one case, are you up for another? All the time, every of the time. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like they begin uh, plotting this figuring out like this next mystery that they need I, to I like unsolve. click my flashlight pen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm ready to I go. I love that. <laughs> um uh is that the is that does that sum up pretty much what Jeddah is moving on to next? Yeah. Beautiful. Uh we will jump then to Buck. So I come rolling into Silver Springs Rentals. <laughs> um as as Silver Screen Rentals in the, the silver screen silver springs uh, subdivision of little manus uh in now the the only difference buck looks exactly the same he just wears slightly fewer layers now because he runs everywhere so, like, like the coat's gone but it's still just like jeans and and not at all running shoes but he's just like smoking everybody and mm-hmm. comes in with a uh, a shoulder bag and sits down at the desk and doesn't say anything to Jamie and just reaches into his bag and pulls out three books and lays them on the desk. Um, there is in NYU powerlifting, NYU track and field, and NYU film school. Oh, and, and just yes. looks and is like, ah, ah. yes i love that um i think bernard absolutely jumps on board it it, like adds whatever support he can to the uh, uh, application process and so forth uh i love that uh was there anything else for you no what does jamie what does jamie say when i put this in my you film school application in front of him so i think like jamie kind of like smiles and looks up at you um and like is definitely just like organizing um movies and stuff. Uh a very wobbly uh footloose is playing on the the hanging TV right now. Um uh so how long have we been friends, uh Buck? Like since I moved here, so a few years, you know, time's an illusion, though, bro. Like you shouldn't get hung up on the illusion of linear existence. But yeah, just, that's in dialogue. That's kind of how a lot of these conversations happen. Is like, hey, how long have we known each other? And then that kind of prefaces the conversation a bit. Um, yep, yeah, but that sort of writing sucks, though, bro. Anyway, okay, wait, no, I'm playing along now. We she know just like, like, like three years, go, 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 go. dude. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Like since I first moved here, you're the first friend I made when I came yeah, to town. And, and and like we always hang out all the time. Um, I have my job, and I like that. And I didn't really have time to process until you know after the cave and stuff like that. It was a lot of stuff that happened. A lot of like new weird things that happened. And, and even when like, you know, fire doors were coming down and smoke and stuff, 
all I could all I could think is, man, I wish I was I was back at Silver Screen behind the desk, uh, renting stuff out. I, uh, man, you're like you're like a brother to me. Like 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 Kim, she Kim's Kim, and and everything at, at our place is always comfortable and the same. And and then I come here, and you're always comfortable and the same. And it's like two sides of of life, like my home and my work. And the thought of changing anything, any of that, like freaked me the fuck out. When you and you and Jen were talking in the car about going off. My immediate reaction was, oh, God, everyone's going to leave me. Everything's going to change. Everything's the worst. And I just wanted to be back behind that desk. But and I thought about it more. And, and, and I, I, think, I think I do want to stay here, Buck. I want to be behind this desk. And I want, I want to rent out movies. And I want to watch the newest stuff. And I want to know what to recommend to people. And, and, and I want you to go to New York and I want I want you and Jin to go to New York and you know you're you you're awesome and and I you're going to be a great influence and you you've made me who I am today Bach being your friend has been you know the the best thing I the best decision I ever made <laughs> thanks bro if I were a lesser person I'd say you're just saying that cuz I could set your bullies on fire now and have light up the, the energy in my hand I'm like but I accept it in the spirit that it's offered but Jamie you know change is the only constant bro it's nothing's gonna stay the same Kimberly's gonna like go become a chess grandmaster and probably go into politics, maybe become a serial killer. She's a little tightly wound, <laughs> but that's all right. Especially when she's all the time she spends with Jenna, but that's cool. You know, they probably won't kill us. So good. But you know, you can't, you can't hold on to things too tightly, man. That's how they get away from you. But if this is your bliss, you know, I support it. Yeah. I, and what you just said would have, terrified me a week ago but the knowledge that people change and and are going to go off it it doesn't really bother me because i kim kim said it best i i got my life planned out i'm gonna stay here but um if you want to make one of those like quirky new york uh like comedies just hit me up and i'll i'll come i'll come a colin well, I put the odds at 50-50 that the federal government's going to seize all my dad's assets. But if not, yeah, man, I'd be happy to do it. You know, <laughs> and just like give him a hug. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, like, hey, also, you know, it's like just because Jen and I found like an accord, you know, that doesn't mean that we're not bros. Like, it's just like you got Kimberly, that's your sister, but it doesn't mean we're not bros. I agree. Just um. You know, maybe introduce Jin to some of the really fucked up stuff we watched in that back room. <laughs> I mean, gotta work yeah, just your ease way up, into some ease of up. that some of the calmer stuff. stuff. But I, yeah, but I, yeah, okay, yes, yeah, okay. I understand. I understand. Oh, remember what I said about linear time being an illusion? But like, the track coach doesn't feel that way, so I gotta like. Uh, and if, it, <laughs> if he gives you any more help, blow up his brain or something. 
you know, it's weird having that be an option now. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, just on my way out, bro, if you ever decide that you do want a little sip sip of the Myriad Collective, we know where they are in the cave. It's a terrifying prospect. <laughs> uh, Doesn't make Buck, it not as, true. <laughs> as Buck takes off <laughs> to, to uh, track and field practice. Um, I will also say that over the time, I think, Buck, your dad, basically after having stepped down, his time is split at this point between legal proceedings and trying to spend time with you. I think he goes out of his way to at least once a week have like a meal with you. Either he takes you out somewhere, maybe an outing on the weekends. He makes it a point to try and schedule his legal proceedings uh, so that he can still attend your games, uh, Buck, your meets, that is. Buck feels zero remorse for having outed him because karma's <laughs> karma, but he also doesn't hold it against him either. You know, like, yeah, yeah you did that stuff and you've got to suffer for that stuff, but where we go from here who knows you know yeah I, I, I would say uh, you probably spot a couple of conspicuously dressed people sitting in the back row at the powerlifting <laughs> meets Jen <laughs> and I, I cheer I cheer for Joe too even when he's up you know he, he went he went through it with us so you know absolutely uh, and uh, that brings us to Kimberly uh, Kimberly what uh, I think right off the bat something that would happen is um, the amount of bullying that you were experiencing starts to lessen the more that Jin is brought around to hang out and in kind of in tow, Joe, also with like his influence to try and push the school in a less aggressive direction. Uh, I think the bully, the bullying that you have experienced up to this point really starts to die down. And I think that in combination with the events that we went through as a, as a group have impacted Kim's ability to manage stress. So I think you see like in the chess club, as an example, she's like able to take on more of a voice of the team rather than just being the secretary. That's like note taking. She'll actively participate in discussions now. Um, and Kim's, you know, she's got a 955 rating. She's halfway to being grandmaster, <laughs> baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Jamal even tells you, like, at the end of the... Like, he tells you that he fully intends to step down, like, as president and let you take over because he was so impressed with your strategic abilities and everything that you pulled <laughs> off uh, during that adventure. Uh, and, yeah, Kim starts to just blossom. Um, the Also, I will say, meanwhile, there are some family difficulties because your mother, I think the, mm. your mother is absolutely, though she's maybe not a primary uh, target, she is very much involved in what was going on and implicated in what was going on. So there's, I think, a fair amount of stress uh, for the whole family from that side. But uh, I think your parents had a strong enough relationship going into this that they are able to, whatever happens, stick through it. And your family had a strong enough relationship and connected with each other that you all are able to stick through whatever comes. Um, yeah. Was there was there anything else that you wanted to go over during this period? I think I just will piggyback off of Margaret's suggestion. So there's definitely like the two of us staking out uh, various locations and I'd never go anywhere without a notebook anymore added into my backpack to continue tracking down the next case that we try to solve. <laughs> um, 
and I'll be very it. supportive of, of Jamie uh, and his work in Silver Screens for sure. Number one <laughs> customer. I think that as all of this is going down, uh, there's a couple of times that at school you'll see like there's I think one incident in particular happens where like this strange uh, this like strange teacher that you don't recognize as you leave a room uh, says, excuse me, young lady, may I speak to you for a moment? And as he walks towards you, suddenly the closet swings open and uh, Ben W. pops out, chloroforms the guy, gives you a little thumbs up and just drags him back into the closet. <laughs> and I, like you can... T- you can tell that he's like he continues to watch over all of you, and those of you who look out at night can occasionally see just in the light, it like Matoma. barely <laughs> visible. Yeah, barely visible in the street lights. You can see the glint of the the front light of a uh, of a chopper and like a little dot of cigar light uh, shining through in the darkness as they continue to watch over you all. Um, and uh, Kelly, what is happening with Jamie uh, during this period? So, if do you have any ideas for for him? Because I okay. So my plan, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get to uh, Silver Screen, and then whatever your plans are. So, um, I think almost like if the beginning of this movie showed Jamie like getting ready for work, like having his comfort movie on the, on his TV while he gets dressed and like setting up his backpack and stuff, hopping on his bike and biking over to silver screen. Uh, the end of the movie mirrors that exactly the, the movie's slightly different, but Jamie's still putting the same things in his backpack. He hops on his bike and goes to silver screen rentals, uh, unlocks the door, opens it up, turns on the light from this story his boss has been absent and I think that's just sort of the like general mood of Jamie is that this place runs on Jamie but somebody else owns it and he's completely fine with that uh, for the time being Um, and just sort of like uh, dusts up a little bit puts his keys behind the counter and uh, starts working on the day yeah, um, when the mailman comes to deliver, like, mail to the store, uh, there's a note in there. I think that you and Anita, after kind of having chatted and hit it off a little bit, Sick. you become pen pals. Uh, and, sh- like, she just corresponds with you. Uh, and this envelope is a little bit larger than what she normally says. They're normally, like, you, you can always recognize her envelopes. But this one, it's a big, this is like a big yellow envelope. As if it has something much larger than a normal mm. letter in. Uh, and as you open it, the the reason it's so large is because it holds a photo. A photo of <gasps> Kevin Bacon in footloose. <laughs> and on that photo is a signature that says, To Jamie, if I ever stop by Manu's, I'll have to look you up. Your friend, Kevin. Uh- <laughs> And then Kevin Bacon autograph. Just that right camera trick where the background, everything starts to flatten as the background gets closer behind. Yeah. yeah. A dolly zoom. And Jamie just sits there and like the <laughs> photo just starts shaking. Uh, and like he like runs around the, uh, the store trying to look for like a perfectly sized plastic sleeve to put this photo in. Uh, and then like tape it. Uh, <laughs> behind it goes to like take it tape it behind the desk and then thinks better because uh it's a little bit embarrassing uh and like 
slips it between some um, like pieces, like sl- like cardboard into his backpack perfectly, so it doesn't fit bend at all. And that's that shit's going on his wall in his room. Uh, it just like starts the all rest right. of the, that morning is just like shaking as he's like putting a movie up on the. <laughs> yeah, gotta sh- yeah, organize the <laughs> movies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do the scene with Jin's apology. If Connie would Please. like to do that. Yes, I'd love to see this as well. Yes. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I imagine this happens probably at Silver Screen Rentals uh, fairly shortly after the adventure where Jin and Joe show up. Uh, who would who usually goes first in these apologies? Is it uh, Jin or is it <laughs> Joe? I would say <laughs> Joe is okay. usually the one to open it up. I think maybe even like Jin had taken Joe to Silver Screen Rentals, and maybe this was like uh, this was a couple hours before they actually came in, uh, and mm-hmm. they saw Buck and uh, Jamie talking, and then like Buck flashing the fire and talking about hurting people who would uh, bully Jamie, and, and then uh, Jin being like, "Let's let's come back later," uh, and then like waited a few hours, and now they're back, uh, and like the yeah. little bell things and the two of them come in uh joe walks in again visibly sweating he's like um hello jamie uh sorry it takes work um hello i i uh we had some things we'd like to say um look i uh i'm sorry man i'm sorry what we did to you was not nice uh, what I did to you was mean. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have thrown things at you. Shouldn't have hit you in the face with medicine balls. I shouldn't have called you a weasel. I shouldn't have poured drinks on you. I shouldn't have given you wedgies. I shouldn't have given you swirlies. I shouldn't have given you dirty swirlies. Uh, I shouldn't have pantsed you. I shouldn't have like th- throw. I shouldn't have like pushed you around with my friends and thrown you off of the playground equipment when we were kids. Uh, I shouldn't. <laughs> and he just starts listing a long list. He's like, "Wait, sorry, I forgot some." Uh, pulls out a list and continues going down the list of. All all the different uh, uh, things. Uh, Joe, maybe the exact details of every single thing isn't necessary, but the heart of it. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Hey, look, man, I'm going to be real. I've been bad. Okay. I've been real bad. I've been a jerk. I've been a villain. I've been like, I've been like Johnny and the Karate Kid. Uh, that's a movie that you like, right? I like that movie. You like that movie? Go on. I don't want to be Johnny anymore is the point. Like, I don't want to be a bully and I don't want to hurt people the way that I used to. And it wasn't fair to you. You didn't do anything to deserve that. And, and I'm, I'm sorry for what I did. And I, I hope that one day you'll be able to forgive me. Um, I, I hope that perhaps the connection that we forged during our life or death experience, our multiple life or death experiences as you know, brought us a little closer but it's also okay if not i just want to make that clear there's no problems if not and he looks at you Jin, like yeah um okay that's it the whole time that he's speaking uh jamie almost looks like like less less put off or anything more just like genuine like just sitting there and like almost like listening curiously and then as he stops uh jamie almost looks like shocked but in, in that way where it's like you genuinely didn't see this coming or think that it was needed. Uh, and Jamie kind of like looks at him and he says, Joe, I didn't, I didn't think of this. I didn't think of you. I, you were 
like a blip in most of my days. You showed up, made a big scene, and then were gone. And by the time you left, I had already stopped thinking about you. Um, I don't. I mean, thank you. That's nice, but I didn't really care. Uh, I was mostly pissed at. Um, well, I was pissed at Jen for letting you do that, but then what I saw here after you guys got those magic powers made me pissed at me for uh, being pissed at Jin um, and then pissed at you for making Jin act that way. I I forgive you um, if you need that. Uh, um, And Jin... This seems good. Yeah, it's a forgiveness. <laughs> uh, he fist pumps uh, and like high fives Jin. It's like, yes, yes, that's one down. Uh, and starts flexing in the back, facing away from you guys. Just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he turns, he turns to you, give, smacks you on the butt. It's like, get in there, hoss. Uh, and then turns and assumes the position again as Jin like, goes, steps forward. Yeah, Jin lets out a... <sighs> A long-suffering sigh at that, but takes it in stride, steps up to the counter and says, um, Hey, Jamie. Uh, yeah, I, I've been taking Joe around on what we're calling an apology nice. tour, you know, uh, just to try to start to make up for, you know, all the ways he's mistreated other people and the ways I've been, well, not brave in not saying anything about that in the process. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say to you, Jamie, that I'm, um, I am sorry that I never said anything while Joe and the other powerlifting folks were here and, you know, trashing the store and, you know, being rude to your customers, being mean to you, all that stuff. I, uh, I, I do feel guilty and ashamed of myself, not just about how I've stood by the sidelines and not said anything for you know you obviously and for the other people that joe has hurt but also it's just not who i want to be i don't want to be the gin that just sort of sits here and bides my time as i wait to get out of little manus little trash can <laughs> as i used to call it all the time i want to be the kind of gin that i don't know doesn't take any of this for granted Including you, including your your place here at the school in our community, and I feel like I I did, I I did take you and everyone else here for granted by tuning out when I should have been showing up. So um, yeah, I'm sorry about that. And I know you said that like what Joe has done to you wasn't a blip on your radar, and I'm 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 glad. Good, good. I'm glad he didn't this didn't traumatize you because he's definitely traumatized some of the other kids we've been apologizing to like it's been real bad yeah. um like That's real fair. bad <laughs> yeah it's bad yeah. like there were tears yeah, yeah some tears red faces and, yeah. oh yeah for sure uh, yeah i got hit like, multiple times deservedly but um yeah i'm glad shit. that the the wounds he's dealt to you haven't been so deep or or so unhealable uh but that still doesn't make what he did right you know it still doesn't make what i did Okay. Yeah. So, f- for whatever grief I've caused you by not doing anything, I'm sorry. And I hope 
well, I want you to know that I'm going to try to be braver from now on. Well, I'm first, I, I, I forgive you too. Um, I don't want either of you to, I mean, listen again, a week ago, maybe, uh, me not forgiving you would have been a fun, you know, fuck you thing. Um, but yeah, I just don't carry that. Um, I think you were the worst. I, I felt the worst because like you seemed cool and, um, I think, you know, we messed, we could have been friends. You could have uh, sat in the back and watched movies with uh, Buck and I. Definitely not gotten high. That, you know, but um, it sounds like things are good. And whatever magic powers you have now, I hope that that helps you on your journey. Um, Thanks. I'm definitely going to keep it under wraps, though, because I'm 100% sure it'll get me, like, disqualified from every yeah. single meet I go to. Uh, <laughs> like, like, yeah, I feel like Myriad is living PEDs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus, they they might start, anabolic. like, doing, yeah. uh, like, research on you and, like, dissecting you and stuff. And Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I think, no thanks. <laughs> uh, what Jamie will do is, like, <laughs> Jamie's going to put on Animal House for to just... To distract Joe uh, <laughs> while uh, he takes the opportunity to just like nerd out with Jen about horror movies for a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think there is like a nerding out bit, and like maybe during a, a break in it or like toward the end of it, uh, Jin goes on to say, <laughs> uh, Oh, yeah, uh, I heard from Buck that you're not going to be uh, trying to go to NYU no. with us and you're going to be staying yeah. here. And, uh, I think that's great. I think this store really needs you. It wouldn't be the same without you. And um, for what it's worth, I I think we could have been friends too. And that makes me sad. But hey, it's not too late, right? I've still got senior year. We still have some time. And there's always being yeah. pen pals. Speaking of pen pals. <laughs> and then just, again, just <laughs> slowly pulling out the, the picture of and it <laughs> turns out that Kevin Bacon is in Animal House. <laughs> Just a, there's a Kevin Bacon section uh, at the store now for rentals. <laughs> Love that. You, yeah, as you like pull that out, uh, Joe starts singing along with the now wait a minute, you know you make me want it like, during the, uh, the the party scene in Animal House, uh, and we will jump forward in time. Uh, to a few months after all this has happened, when I imagine all of you are chilling back in Silver Screen Rentals again. I imagine this is one of the, like a per- periodical late night hangout that you guys have, where you screen something uh, and just hang out, get some pizza, eat some popcorn, all that kind of stuff. I imagine you all are there, Jamal's there. Uh, there's a good <laughs> chance that Joe has uh, stopped by. Uh, I think Bernard yes. is probably there as well, just like smiling in the back uh, and. As like the movie is going, suddenly, uh, well, first of all, really quickly, what movie would be, would you all be watching just to set the scene a little bit more? Uh, my brain's broke. A- Alien. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm looking for, I'm looking for the, the right. Uh, let's see. We can uh, say it's 1986. Say, so if it came out in 1985, say, the Golden Child. Uh, 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 <laughs> I want the knife. 
<laughs> all right, the golden child is playing. And just in the middle of the movie, all of the, like, the everything, you feel, like, the power. As the, as the TV turns off, or the projector turns off, uh, everything, the whole building, it's like the power is just cut off. And as you all are sitting there, you hear that familiar, uh, as a little flame appears from a lighter, rises up, lights a cigar, and you see in the cigar light, Matumbo standing there in silver screen rentals. And she looks around at all of you and she says, y'all did incredible work. It was an honor to work alongside you. Looks like uh, things are finally dying down with the situation. So me and Benjamin are going to blow town. But I wanted to give you my card just in case you ever need. And she she whips out a business card and hands it to Jenna. Uh, and she says, call that number. Quote the full text of the Muffin Man. And then leave your message. I'll know. And she just takes uh, she takes a long drag, looks around at all of you, uh, gives one last nod, looks up at the golden child, and she says, good movie, strong choice, you take care. And then she blows out her cigar, the lights rise, she is gone. And as, uh, did we have any last words from anyone as we begin to think everyone? What does the card look like how, when Jenna looks at it? How'd she get that? <laughs> uh, the, ca- the card uh, is explicit. Like, it appears to just be for some answering machine service. Uh, it, it The answering machine service is in Tennessee. Like, it's not even in Ohio. It's just a random answering machine service that it appears that she has paid for uh, and has told you to leave a message there. Nice. Uh, And as the camera sort of zooms away, uh, zooms out on all of you having a wonderful evening uh, with the knowledge that, at least for now, Little Manu's is safe. That is where we will end our adventure. Woo! Woo! Dun, 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 dun. Yay! Uh, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, Thank you all, players, so much. Um, Let's, everybody go ahead and plug whatever you wish to plug as we wrap this out. We'll start with you, Margaret. Ooh. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Margaret Crone, and this was a joy. Thank you, Jeremy, so much. And thank you all. You're wonderful <laughs> characters. I love them. Um, and uh, you can find me at Margaret Crone in all of the places. Pretty easy, other than TikTok, that I'm Margaret Crone1337 because I can't get my name. Someone stole it. Nice. Um, but I do lots of things on the internet. If you want to see what those things are, go to those places. Um, but beyond that, I do make games and video games for a living. I'm currently working on a project called Ashes of Creation, which you can find at Ashes of Creation in all of the places. And I love me a good tabletop RPG. So um, if you follow me, you'll see me on a lot of stuff. It's super fun. All right. And Shar, uh, where can the folks find you? Hey, everyone. I'm Charlene Bear. I go by Char. You can find me on all social media at Charlene Bear. I'm also the uh, GM of Tabletop Titties. We're going into our fourth season, completing our, uh, it used to be D&D. It's now going to be moving into Dungeon World for our final season of this uh, campaign. And um, I'm also on Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist uh, horror movie review podcast where every week we make a different cocktail to match the movie we watched as we discuss its themes. Oh, have you guys done no. the blog yet? <laughs> no, we watched it though. <laughs> you got to do the blob. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, and B Dave, uh, where can the folks find you? It is I, B Dave Walters. And although I, like Buck, have rejected linear time <laughs> and all the other lies of the Jedi, I have no idea when you're saying this, but I'm sure I'm doing something. And the place most likely to find it is on my Twitter. Um, I'm everywhere at B Dave Walters, most active on the tweetograms, uh, even though it is slowly burning to the ground. Um, thank you all for tuning in. And thank you, Jeremy, for taking us on this wonderful ride. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Uh, Connie, we're moving over to you. Yes, it's me, Connie. I love uh, Mami Tumbo. I mean, Matumba. Uh, <laughs> literally my favorite character. <laughs> love her so much. Uh, my pronouns are they, he, and she. I am all over the internet at by Connie Chong. That's B-Y-C-O-N-N-I-C-H-A-N-G. Uh, when I'm not here playing Jin, I am the game master and creative producer for Transplaner RPG, uh, which is an all-transgender, POC-led, dark fantasy TTRPG show set in an original, non-colonial, anti-orientalist world. As of this recording, definitely as of the release of this episode uh, we're wrapping up our first ever main campaign uh, over a hundred episodes eight arcs uh, in the making uh, big uh, epic endeavor uh, that I've sunk like two and a half to three years of my life into that I'm so proud of uh, The Second Stranger I describe it as intense queer drama meets the literal end of the world so the L word but a lot more diverse meets Cthulhu devouring your plane uh, so if that's your jam if that's your shit uh, check out The Second Stranger wherever you pod your casts full length mods are on YouTube as well uh, outside of that follow my projects at Transplaner RPG on Twitter and myself on like I said Twitter TikTok are my two main active places and I'm also a game designer Outside of that, I'm working on a God Killer, which is a, a holy punk original PBTA game for one player, the God Killer, and one GM God. If you're interested in that, keep your eyes peeled for God Killer all across the internet. And um, I, outside of DTRPGs, I'm a game designer, uh, a narrative designer at Bungie. Uh, that's me. That's uh, what I do. I believe I pass it to Kelly now. That's me. Yay. Hey, I'm Kelly. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, you can find me at the mind right on most things, but I got Kelly right on Hive. So in the future, when it's the most popular social media platform, find me there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I am the storyteller for Titties by Night on the Tabletop Titties channel. Uh, TBN is an actual play show that follows a group of vampire supernatural investigators in Victorian era London. We use the masquerade, uh, we use the vampire the masquerade system, but we turned the whole thing on its head. And it's weird. This is the first time that B Dave doesn't go after me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For those of you just We're listening to this, B. Davis fully turned off his camera. Uh, <laughs> we've shattered the uh, uh, built connection with the werewolves and started a community-driven government in the city. So if you love Vampire the Masquerade and want to experience a chill, supernatural take on it, make sure to follow Tabletop Titties. Also, as a, a note, uh, Jamie definitely kept the sword and does go full like Star Wars kid in the back alley on some like cans and cardboard <laughs> boxes every chance he gets. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, and I am your very neighborhood game master, Jeremy Cobb, uh, pronouns he, him. You can find this show, Three Black Halflings, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, that's at three, that's number three, Black Halflings. And you can also, if you like all of the, what you're hearing here, uh, go follow us on Patreon. Go support us, patreon.com slash tbhalflings. You can hear bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, a whole ha. myriad, haha, <laughs> pun fully intended again, 
of content over there. Uh, and if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter and Hive at Jeremy Cobb one. That's Cobb with two B's and the number one. Uh, and I also, by the time this is released, will have launched at least one other show. I'll just say the one that I know will have been launched by then. Uh, it's called the I just forgot the name of it, as always. Uh, but it's called The Quantum Reactor. It is a science fiction movie review podcast that I'm doing with Andrew Coons from The First Watch. Uh, go check that out. Our first two episodes are Sunshine and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, both awesome, awesome movies, and it's a fun time. Go check that out, and uh, we will see you next time if we ever do a season two of this or whatever the next 3BH actual play is. So long, so Shire long, Shirefolk. So long, That was a HeadGum Podcast.